Like Scoob. <laughs> like Zoink Scoob, you can go ahead and lead us in. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Chronicles of Ganesi, Curse of the Green Sea. We're a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast about six adventurers who are trying to stop the Realm Eater, Amira, from destroying the world. My name is Jackson Childs, and I play Zhao Jinhai, a Ancestral Guardian Barbarian. Um, today's fun fact about uh, Zhao Jinhai is that uh, although he has like lived in the continent of Anubia, he's very home-sheltered and has barely left uh, boundaries of the Emrysian jungle. So the expedition to explore more of Anubia is actually... Uh, be very helpful for him potentially well, i kind of messed hmm. it up it, it, I, I meant to say more exciting not not helpful i don't <laughs> quick just say know. it in the exact same Creepy. tone of voice and we'll just cut <laughs> i'm not editing this <laughs> uh, my name is morgan mendez and i played dara metallic a cleric and druid of Naramis. Uh, I did that backwards, but it's all good. You'll figure it out in the end. Um, my fun fact this week about Dara is that their diamond eye is their druidic focus. And uh, I had more to add to that, but it was so much and so complicated on the theories behind the magic behind diamonds that I just, I'm like, y'all can just do your research at home. But there's specific reasons to why they had a diamond eye all the way since last year when we started this campaign. You sound like my dad talking about yeah. conspiracies. Just do the research at home. Just, just research <laughs> it. Science. Yeah, some people in India think they're cursed, and and some people think it's prosperous or that it draws like negative energy, but also positive energy. And I don't know all about that, so I'm not an expert on a yeah. So do your own research. Didn't go to the moon. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chase Ebling, and I play STL Dasaurus, a human sorcerer. In the before times, before he met the this group of people, he um, had some conflicts with the local cult outside of Nerosa, and actually ended up sitting in jail for like two or three weeks. So it's true. Nice. He's a bad boy. Yeah. Bad to the bone. Hello, friends. This is Quill Chandler, uh, Avery Bernhardt, and my fun for the week is that when Quill drinks, he sometimes switches up words and gets a little too fuzzy. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to welcome you to the stream. Uh, I came late, so this is why the intro is in late. I just wanted to say thanks for coming and listening to us. Farnay also had a handful of stints in jail, but that's not my fact for today. Hello, everybody. My name is Coleman, and I play the Mizoku, Orofarnay, and my fact for this week is that as of last week, he has that gene that makes cilantro taste like soap. And that's my fact. <laughs> yes! Of course he does. <laughs> Let me write this down so if I make food... 
Just uh, digitate cool. it to taste like something different, and he'll be like, "I'm cured." Oh well, <laughs> actually, if you press to digitate it to taste like cilantro, even though he can't, it tastes like uh, soap. Would he still taste soap, or would he taste cilantro? Because it's magic. That's a good he's question. Never had, he's never had digitated cilantro before, so we'll have to try it out and let the DM decide. <laughs> it's like when our friend's uh, kids like doesn't like tomatoes but eats salsa. <laughs> don't yeah. don't tell him the truth about it. Just let him eat it and figure it out. And uh, I am Addison Bell. I play Clution Trailbreaker, your resident bug boy tracker hunter with the cloak. Um, I had another one on there this week. And a bow, also. Dara just reminded me. <laughs> Fun fact about Clution this week. Uh, he has slight allergies. Just a little bit. There's just like one thing that he's ever noticed he's like really allergic to. He, uh, he like slept next to a small clearing when he was like a kid. And woke up and just could not breathe. And he's been able to like smell this thing really strong ever since. It's like a kind of thistle. Fortunately, he hasn't come across it. In uh, in the Green Sea, in the new, in his whole new world, he hasn't come across it yet. So maybe he's just good now. Imagine Marshall's, imagine Marshall moves to his eyebrow like definitely not. Yeah, I was just <laughs> waiting for you to say that you're allergic to bees or something. Yeah. Oh God. no! I thought you were going to say that too, and I was like, I swear. I hadn't God. even thought about that. That would have oh, been, been better with hilarious. the swarm. Well, as he yeah. says, go ahead. Jay said. <laughs> It's canon. Hi, no, I'm Marshall. Cool. I don't need to be allergic to bees. <laughs> be allergic to bees. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marshall, the Dungeon Master. Um, my fact tonight, uh, I think in what is to become a small batch of like Kinestar-related facts, I'm dubbing the Plane Shifting Poet. Here's part two to last week's fact. The great Plane Shifting Poet Kinestar is considered by many lay people to simply be a figure of folktale. Even many scholars dismiss the stories as little more than fancy. After all, a figure who can travel, you know, freely between the planes and entertain gods and devils seems more than a little bit far-fetched. They believe his works to be a made-up collection of poets and travelers who seek to use the name to continue on the legend. Kind of like a persona, in a sense? It's cool. Kind it? of. It'd be like if Robin Hood were, you know, were like multiple people. And they were just building this legend of a thief who's entering these towns and like stealing from the rich and giving to the poor and being in multiple places at once and eluding the law by having a, a greater persona. You guys, yeah, last yeah. time, last time, the Emerald Order traveled to the Lich on Ice, the fine establishment owned by Falno, uh, the very pale golden amber-eyed thin human male <laughs> uh you met with fenric and sal and hopeless you talked with um you can tell i'm not ready for this <laughs> you can tell my brain shut off uh you talked with what Charlotte. is her name yes charlia thank you so much oh my goodness brain farts talked with charlia you made a round table toward the end of the session uh, after some of you got a bit drunk, uh, one of you went to relieve yourself in a bush. <laughs> uh, everybody met up in a, a round table and spoke about Venubia, the Barokamuda, the dangers, 
of the competition as well as the conspiracy of people who have gone missing. Toward the end, um, knowing that you are looking for a fight and kind of wanting to train up a little bit, Falno has offered his dungeon to the lot of you and put you up for the night. <clears throat> do you want to... Do you have any other business that you'd like to do this night? Or would you like to start the following morning? I was yeah, going... Uh, uh, go ahead, Coleman. Sorry. Uh, Aura Farne just wants to do a quick prayer for bed. Okay. And uh, are we all together in a room, or do we have individual rooms, or how's that work? Separate room, baby. Cool. Mm, guys fancy. got flats. Right. Um, yeah, Orafarne is just going to sit on the floor, kind of on his knees, and he's going to take out his great sword, and he's going to lay it on the floor, and he's going to take out his kukri and his short sword, lay him on the floor in front of him. He's going to take out his heavy crossbow, lay it on the floor in front of him, as well as the new uh, twin scion sword that he has, and he's going to lay it on the floor in front of him. <laughs> Uh, he's going to pick up the kukri and just kind of slice his hand just a little bit enough to get a little bit of blood going. And he's going to drip a drop of blood on all of his weapons. He's going to close his eyes. And he's going to say. Don't further I ask for your blessing on these coming days. Battle as well as. Our ventures ahead with this mystery. While I did not see your participation in such a slandering of such a righteous event, I pray that you are not involved with what may be taking these people. I ask for your blessing and your protection in the battles myself and my new party even though i'm sure there are many warriors there who probably are also asking for your blessing and blessing may not be given too freely i pray that you give it to us because i fight in your name father hopefully we'll see you there and then he's just going to uh up his things and go to bed. Okay. Orifarne retires feeling peaceful after after praying to your god. SCL, you had something? Um, I was wanting to have a short conversation with Falno. I stated sure. uh, before we cut out last week's episode. Right. Right. Um, so as He's, you know, <laughs> winding down the bar. I'll help clean up since I'll be, you know, at his mercy, so to speak. Sure, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you see him hand washing every dish, not using any magic, just kind of seemingly enjoying the minutia and the, the repetitiveness with all of the details and cleaning. And he finally looks up at you and says, do you have something you'd like to say to me? <clears throat> you're, I imagine you're well aware that I'm not the 
person that belongs in this timeline. And you see him eyes looking down at the bar, cleaning uh, uh, kind of a, a larger glass cloth kind of sliding in, and he stops as his eyes fall, and he says, slowly nodding, Yes, I've um, gathered as much. Yes, you have a different aura about you. Part of that's not entirely my doing, but I digress. I've been struggling with the thought, and uh, being such as yourself that's been through the eons, I thought I might seek a little advice. I'm an open book. If there's something you wish to ask, you may do so. Being as I both do and don't belong here, I'm struggling with the idea of helping this world out and forsaking the one I came from. Even though they are essentially one and the same. Nod slowly. It can be difficult to come to terms with certain decisions that we need to make. Harder still to make the decisions themselves. Question, I suppose, is <clears throat> what is it that you feel is right? What is it that you feel you should do, STL? I don't know. Everything I thought I knew has either been taken from me or has forsaken me. He uh, puts the glass down and just rests his hands on the counter, one with the rag underneath it, and just locks eyes with you for a moment. You notice the golden amber slightly glowing once more as he says, In time, you must realize, with a, a bit of a, a sturdier voice this time, a bit stronger, says, In time, you must realize that things are not happening to you. They're not happening for you either, but... They are happening, and all you can do is respond. You can choose to react passively like a caged animal, going this way and that at the whims of the universe, or you can carve your own path and decide for yourself what it means to be alive and to be a person. Pondering on that, he kind of puts his hand on the hilt of the scimitar. And just watches you for a moment. <clears throat> and returns back to cleaning up some of the dishes. He says, Long ago, I made a choice to forsake the world that I knew, the person that I was, in hopes that 
starting over and fresh and doing what I could where I was would be enough to make a difference and perhaps to atone to some degree. I don't see or fully understand your struggle or how it is that you were placed here. But I do know that we all have a choice that we must make. And that choice is yours and yours alone, my friend. Well, one thing's for sure, I'm not going down without a fight. <sighs> There's that moxie. Nobody can keep you down for long. Do you... Was I buried near here? Kind of leans back on the bar and says, you know, I'm not really sure. I didn't really uh, mingle too much outside of the local crowd here. When, when I, I understood the ship went down outside of Langra somewhere. Can't say I know what happened to the body. I might ask Sal tomorrow. He may know. How much do you... Well, you probably know everything about the dragons. Um, Just for my own insurance... Because I don't know what their true intentions are. The the shadow dragon Tebet Nuzlare has decided to take up residence within my soul. <clears throat> Do I see any reaction from him at that statement? You see him where once he was very relaxed and kind of free-flowing. He's now standing a little bit straighter, just like more at attention. And he says... Uh, <clears throat> The Shadow Dragon, huh? Back yeah. in the day, he was a handful. He was quite powerful, uh, very chaotic, and at times very even evil, I could say. But I think it changed when he met that, uh, that young Tenestari. Kaz. That's his name. Yeah, Kaz. It's funny how your very nature can change when you find somebody who accepts you for who you are. Yeah, I, I hold up the hand with the ring on it. Yeah, Kaz is here too. He just like slowly nods. And says, uh, you are full of surprises. Yes, the well, I was going to okay. say is worst case scenario if, and I, and I doubt that he would, if Teb decides to um, take over and do untold things with this form. Could I ask that, maybe not you directly, but could help put a stop to it? He's like glancing at you. 
from the side of his eyes as he's looking away and he's like I I don't know if that's really my place. Um but I can see what I can do. I appreciate that. So far he's not proven anything to that degree. I just I like insurances. Yes, I can understand why. Listen, I am regrettably quite old. Your friends don't think I look it. Don't look a day (laughs) over 20. (laughs) Yes. Well, unfortunately, I am pushing (laughs) quite farther than that. Uh, He just like shakes his head and says, I must rest. Especially if I am to play Guardian Angel tomorrow in the dungeon. Kind of ironic thinking that I used to have half of the goddess of life and death soul in me. Kind of ironic that my dungeon used to be a proving ground and testing ground of people who wish to kill me, and now it's being used by people who wish to do good in the world. Life is very strange, my friend. I must turn in as well, so thank you. He nods, kind of puts the rag away and starts closing everything down. Heads up. Sure. Finds empty room if there's any left. Yeah, there are. So, yep. Okay. All of you may take a short uh, short rest. (laughs) All of you may take a long rest. (laughs) Spoil something there, Jesus. <laughs> Middle of the night, Falno rises from the from the ceiling and he's just like I'm here for your souls. <laughs> no, uh, take a long rest. You awaken to the sound of birds chirping outside. Uh they're kind of enjoying the slightly war- slightly warmer climate in this area of the world. Uh in the middle of winter and yeah a new day the sun is slowly coming up over the horizon the day is yours yeah, uh orofane i'll probably just wake up and collect his weapons you know give each of them a nice little kiss before he sheathes them and puts them back and then uh goes downstairs probably to the common area to meet the others I need to get my armor at some point this morning. And I find Dara and um, we were in such a hurry yesterday, Dara. I apologize. When we were at the um, uh, Jewelers Guild, we should have inquired about a diamond for your eye. Oh, it's quite alright. Uh, we were quite caught up in you know, conversation with the shopkeeper and things like that. And, and then we had a good time with Shayla. Charlaya. Charlaya. To the shop whenever it suits you, I guess. Oh. You guys all want to go together? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. It should only be a quick quote. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that STL can use to, to mold while we're on the trip, but even something small. Well, it needs to be a certain size to fit your eye. 
Yes, but that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be an doesn't have to be high care. Expensive <laughs> diamond, yeah. All right, are you off to the raiment first or to the benign touch? Um, let's go to the benign touch first because the okay. raiment probably does open first thing in the morning, I imagine. All right, um, <clears throat> walking into the town proper, uh, it is now new day. Grados, the first day of the work week. And you can see that the town square is quite uh, flowing with people who are like rushing in to get into work, some of them a little bit late. Uh, some early going shoppers, a lot of them elderly, are kind of milling about the town square. You can see the familiar Benign Touch Guild building in this area. It's a two story kind of uh, Victorian style almost house where like the base is um, thinner or, or whatever. Thinner, how do I want to say this? Uh, not as wide as the second story. So the second story kind of jets out a bit. And uh, you see the familiar logo of the Benign Touch, which is a scrying glass and jeweler's tools with, a, uh, with a, an emerald being worked on. As you enter the shop, you can see display cases filled with beautiful jewelry and gems. Um, you can see different uh, pieces of jewelry as well. Like you can see uh, ring links. You can see, uh, I don't know what those pieces are called that you set the gems into on rings. Um, but you can see those. You can see like a bunch of circular rings. You can see the pieces that the gems are set into. You can see the gems. You can see uh amulet chains you can see the fasteners i guess that's what it would be called um i mean yeah. i'm not a jeweler i don't know I it's like walking know. into a fantasy like gym shop <laughs> my favorite part of the ren fair looking at all the jewelry i'll never wear but just appreciating its craftsmanship <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much where we're at it's not my style yeah. i'm too minimalistic <laughs> the jewelry here is extremely finely made and uh, behind the counter, you can see a dark-complected human male with a short black afro. And he kind of waves to you guys, and he says, Hello! Welcome to the Benign Touch. Good to see you again. Is that... SCL? In the flesh. Oh my. This is like looks genuinely taken aback, and he's like, I have heard whisperings, but I, I didn't imagine that uh, they could be true. Things have gotten weird. Don't <laughs> mind it. He's he's like stammering and, and his arms are kind of just doing random things. And he's like, well, uh, well, uh, what can I do for you? What, what would you like, Estio? Well, uh, we have, I have kind of a bizarre request. I, I motion towards Dara. So, Steelborn, she's, they, excuse me, pardon me, Dara. You're good. Uh, they want a diamond eye. Okay. You looking for something that's already cut up or trying to cut it yourself? Oh, I'll prob probably cut it myself to save a few coin. Um, I imagine I'll need a better set of kit uh, tools than the kit I have and kind of taps it. And it's just like probably not the quality of tools to do something like this. I see him kind of chewing like uh, his left cheek a little bit. And he's like... Well, 
Uh, if you're going to do it yourself, that'll significantly lower the price. Of course, you know this. Uh, you looking for something high quality or low quality in terms of the, the diamond itself? Uh, the diamond itself, it doesn't matter. They're all, I mean, that depends on the kind of person, you know, you have the type of person who wants to wear one and make sure it shines and high look quality. of status. Yeah, that's a high quality. I'm looking for something that's going to be functional. Um, I use it for my magic and I want to have kind of symmetrical at the point I'm at now. So I'm just looking for something not truly cosmetic, but a good in-between. You see him bent over, like, shuffling through drawers. He's just nodding up at you, like, yeah. Um, What kind of color would you like? You're saying just raw, rough, uh, doesn't have to be high quality. Well, preferably clear would be fine. I don't want it. I don't want it tainted and mixed with anything, you know, those minerals. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, rifles through a couple more drawers and you see that all of these drawers are locked and he's like having to insert the key, open the drawer, push it in, insert the key, lock it, go to the next one and repeat over and over and over. And you notice every time he does it, he locks or he, he unlocks, locks and unlocks again for each drawer. And when he locks it, he'll unlock it and lock it again. He's very meticulous with this order. Um, and finally, as on one, like the sixth... Go ahead. As one would be on uh, a shop like <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Right. Finally, on the sixth drawer, he, uh, he looks up at you and he smiles and he says, I think I've got something that you might like right here. And he pulls out a small chunk of a diamond. It doesn't look especially great quality. Um, it is clear. He sets it on the table for you guys to inspect. Take take a look at it. I'll give you ins not inspiration. Um, advantage. Well, thank you, thank you very kindly. <laughs> give me inspiration <laughs> on my deception check. So, Hell yeah! <laughs> dude, I, I mean, I feel like Estiel would trust the choice because he's a mem- member of the Killed. Yeah, I mean, um, just glancing oh. it over. Yeah, the, I would just be looking for hairline fractures, the, you know, the things that would ruin it. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Make a perception check. Perception. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to burn a luck mm-hmm. because I rolled a two. Oh. <clears throat> That's a natural 20. Okay. Wow. This is a good this is a fairly cheap diamond. Um, there are some imperfections, but nothing that is going to affect the shaping process. You notice that there may be just a small, tiny uh, bit of trapped mineral in it by the time that you're finished with it, but likely Dara would never would, notice it. Would. Okay. It's like sunspots. With the, with, the natu- with, with the natural 20, could I tell if I could position that so that it's like at the iris of the yeah. eye? Easy to do. Yeah. Yep. You know, you can shape it however to make it Dope. work. I think this would do quite nicely. SDL. Um, with with the imperfections, my, my other eye is, is very good. It's very clear. Um, I will see patches and 
dust specks, any any small thing will be enlarged. Um, I trust your your judgment on a piece of uh, mineral like this. If you if you're if you think it's good, you think it won't hinder me. Well, it's I guess that's the question. Is the um the eye more of a ocular amplifying device within your person, or is your sight actually brought on because of this? No, it's enhanced. My sight is enhanced, and I also use it to focus on all of my spells. So decent would be good, but again, I have a very good eye that I use for that. I just want to make sure I don't have any specs. You know, like when you, you mm-hmm. look up and the little dots go with you. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I'd be concerned with. Not with it being the best of quality. It's a diamond's a diamond. I'm sure we can make it work. All right. Well, uh, I would like to take my portion of the group loop. 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 What, uh, what kind of price are we looking at for this? As well as um, a couple, couple larger cutting wheels, because I don't, I don't normally process gems this large. You need the tools and the diamond. I'd say it'd run you about uh, discounted, of course, because of the guild. I'd say it'd run you about 80. 80 gold. 80. Fair price for a mostly great diamond. Low quality. That size, you know. Do you have some? Do you have a diamond that maybe we could get for a hundred? If you're looking to spend more money, friend, uh, <laughs> I've always got more diamonds. Uh, the, the better question, Dara, would how be how much do you want to spend? A hundred. If for you both. want to spend a hundred on a diamond itself, you see him start I'm unlocking, locking, and unlocking drawers again. <laughs> And SBL, I'll, I'll cover the cost of your tools. You're you're making it for me. I'm half tempted to take that eighty gold diamond too. <laughs> I you should if you want to. Well, he's already got it out, and I haven't had a good project to work on in quite some time. He kind of thumb, thumbs the amulet. Would be kind uh, of rude to make him put it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's doing a lot of work over there. I'm marking off 80 gold. Sure. <laughs> After about literally four and a half minutes or so of locking, unlocking, <laughs> locking, unlocking drawers, um, <laughs> it's not a quick process. He's like mm-hmm. very slow about the whole thing. He opens a drawer, kind of slides it out, and you can see this one slides a little bit farther out because he's reaching in the back, and you can see this like felt underlining and everything. Um, and he reaches for another diamond, and it's very, very, very slightly light blue. But it is perfect. No flaws, no blemishes. It's low quality in sense of, like, it's not a high, high carrot or anything like that. It's very low. But it is a very nice chunk of diamond but it's also not clear. So that's your call. I'll leave that decision up to Dara.
It's like just very slightly light blue. I understand that. I need to know what it's mixed with. Probably has oh some lapis or something in it. It's boron. Bor boron. Boron. I was just guessing out. Of, you know, I don't know diamonds. Steel does. So, <laughs> I'll take that one. He nods. Packages it up very nicely for you as well as the eighty-one. He says, uh, <clears throat> "All right, well, payment, and it's yours." Yeah, I, I was gonna, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say I set the eighty gold over for that first diamond. I'm also gonna set ten gold over for um, additional uh, chains, so silver and gold chains, and otherwise. Sure, easy. Marshall, what do I owe him with the tools? Uh, we're just going to say it's 100 total. For simplicity's sake. Okay. And also because the other diamond was 80 with the tools. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Dara's going to open up. They have a compartment that's beneath their ab on the left side. They open it. You see them open up their armor. And there's wood underneath. And they pop like when you have a push button and they pop open a wooden compartment and there you see their gold in a nice little secure side pocket. They pull out all the gold and put it on the counter, lock everything back up. Say, thank you. I really appreciate you. Oh, I just did not remove gold. I added gold. Hold up. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to the rest of you and he says, uh, is there anything with the rest of you? Yikes. Okay, I'm good now. Uh, I'm probably me, thank you. Uh, I mean, while I'll... we're at it, if any of you want me to make something too, I mean... Magic stones. Let's uh, travel together a little bit more, and then maybe down the line, if you think that we're deserving of those cute necklaces that you guys have all got, then maybe we'll talk about that. What about those, like, earring things? Can you still make those? I could definitely make the earring itself. Um, I would need to get the components to cast the enchantment on it, but yeah. Okay. That's doable. Just something to look for, look towards. Um, how much would it set me back for the, the gems to make, let's say, two of them? I like to imagine that they are made out of topaz. That's my kind of headcanon for these. Um, give me just a sec while I Google. Remember, you only need one. I know, but I still said two. Yep. He kind of thinks for a little bit. Go ahead. I said, did any gold come out of the party funds for any of that, or was that all personal gold? Uh, all that was personal for me. I don't know about Dara. Personal. Oh, cool. Alright. Bye. Um, he kind of like roots around again, locking, unlocking, locking the whole thing. He says, uh, well, I uh, I have a a nice chunk of topaz here that you could probably make a couple out of. Yeah, Again, I, I had uh, set it down, the earring down, so he could kind of inspect it to... Sure. Um, yeah, he's like inspecting it, admiring the quality of it, and he says, are you looking for uh, emulating this high quality, or are you looking to uh, go yeah. again? 
the cheaper kind of option. We'll, we'll probably want to stay with like materials. Um, it may act different if it's like nods vehemently. He goes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I got just the thing. Just uh, one second. He bends back down, locks, oh, wow. unlocks, locks. <laughs> pulls out another chunk of topaz, and he says, "All right." And he slams it down. Not literally. Slams his hand down. Breaks it. Says, "Uh," <laughs> he says, oh, "This bad boy is going to cost you again. Guild discount is going to cost you about uh, two fifty. It is a nice big chunk of topaz. Mm-hmm. Trying to cut it and make it. It's it's gonna you're gonna lose a lot of product. But I tell you what." If you bring that product, as you know, to any of the benign touch guilds, you can get a decent rebate based on how much you you return. I've been actually working on some uh, sapphire chunks for quite some time. That yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got them, let me see them. Um, I take them out, and it's like small chips by this point. Like it's not. Yeah, forty gold worth of fragments is what I've have written down. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he says, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to trade these in, I can get you uh, 210. It's about 210 gold. Uh, I might hold on to these because I've got other plans, but that was just for example. I like to sure. work, work my pieces. <laughs> sure, sure. I understand. Um, <sighs> what, uh, do you guys mind taking this out of the group funding? I don't have enough to, um, to cover all of it. He looks at Clution, Dara. Sure. It's like no, no sweat off my bag, man. I right. don't have the list. Fuck. Oh, cool. uh, I think we got like twenty nine something. Two thousand nine hundred and fifty gold. I was yeah. about to say. I think it's uh, Coleman who has the list. It's actually on Google Document. Or yeah. that. Never mind. Yeah. How much? How much you taking out? Uh, it'd be two fifty. 250 gold. Okay. So I'm like, uh, hey, Chester. <laughs> Chester. <laughs> green portal just kind of appears uh, and out walks. Uh, a chest kind of just like falls out forward into it, just like onto the ground. And you see little legs sprout out uh, on one of the sides and it tries to ride itself up kind of comedically for about 10 seconds or so. And then it stands and just waddles over to you and opens. Uh, Can we I, see anything back through that portal? I would allow a perception check, but I want to disclaim it with even with a natural 20, the answer is no. She's <laughs> <laughs> totally nice. trying to look, though. It's just a very solid uh, green portal. Like Damn. there's <laughs> 19. 19. <laughs> um, uh, I, I get the gold out and then I kind of pat pat Chester on the on the on the top of the lid and say thank you buddy. You see the the lid just close and it kind of bounces up and down and starts walking back to the portal. The man by the counter is just like this is a very strange thing. Okay. Okay. Like I said things got weird. I set the coal down. You get the uh, the topaz. <laughs> I write that down. So does um, this place just do like gems or like I've never been to a, a there's, jeweler. I've never had any need. for. <laughs> well, I mean, there's works that us within the guild make and sell here. Oh, fascinating. 
Have you ever donated something to the guild? Like, for somebody else to buy? Anything, like, extravagant? Uh, I've not... Well, I, I had my um, initiates uh, ring that I made, but that's different continent. Um, I mean, yeah, I've sold stuff in the various branches. What's one of the coolest things you've uh, you've sold then? Oh, uh, my, we had some downtime when we were preparing to assault the roosts, and I turned a coin real quick so i got a sapphire and cut a, a ring and made about 150 gold profit off it with the right hands you you can make quite a coin but that's what she said it's it's a risk for sure oh my god <laughs> yes i chose to ignore that <laughs> <laughs> Why, uh, Clution, what are you thinking of looking for some? Or yeah, mostly curiosity, just you know, this is uh, a little bit not my normal scene, so I was trying to see what it was all about. That this is a chase digging for um, some. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, uh, just gonna leave us there. A, well, he has a, a certain uh, dragon companion. Oh my fucking god! There it is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, I went I, there. I seriously thought it was gonna be something else, not that. And I'm like, ooh, juicy. Well, he's at, He's asking about jewelry. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, do you have a size uh, 612? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. This for a girl occlusion. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. Hey, hold on now. <laughs> I didn't even realize you were here. You were standing so still. <laughs> I'm in the back. Uh, what? No, what? No. Um... I don't know what you would be referring to. <clears throat> Tell you what, buddy, I don't have a way with the ladies myself, and I had a wife of my own, so if you ever would like to confide in any way or look for advice, I'd be happy to give you a hand in that. I'm so happy <laughs> that's happening. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Like big diamonds, son. <laughs> As I'm putting away Dara's diamond. <laughs> I look at you and I'm like, no. <laughs> Jen furiously scribbling something into his notebook. <laughs> I, I bid adieu okay. to the shopkeeper. Yes. To the guild. He, uh, he expresses how happy he is to see you and uh, thanks you for your patronage. Um, you heading now to the the uh, extravagant raiment. Yeah, and we can just expedite it and say I picked it up because I, I marked the gold off the last time so I wouldn't forget what the number. Easy to do. Easy so to I do. Just, I give her, I think it was like 10 gold or whatever that was left due. Yeah. You finish paying off the tab and pick up the armor. Um, 
easy peasy lemon squeezy. Also, the goggles uh, for Jinhai have been finished and ready to go as well. I test them on, see if they actually work. Yeah, you have to. They're, so they're very, uh, everyone else has these goggles that have like just one singular strap that kind of buckles. And yours are like two straps that are buckled together in multiple places. So you actually have three buckles. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's like suspenders, but just for my head. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Does his look like Ray-Bans? Oh my god. <laughs> I like to think that he needed uh, help uh, latching it. <laughs> It's like watching a bodybuilder try to reach his lower back. Up over his shoulders. Yeah. I'll yeah. help Jin Hai put them on. He's gonna like he can't like get it's okay. Either the glasses are gonna the goggles are gonna break or I'm gonna break. I've I've got you. Like a watermelon with too many rubber bands. Oh shit. I never All right. understood that trend. Chores are done. <laughs> yeah, right. Woo! You can play now. Woo! Um, we're, uh, I can't remember. Were Sal and Co. going to meet us at the Lich on Ice? They said they would. Okay. So, so I guess we, we had to fantastic yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> to the Lich on Ice, then. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day it will stick that I'm not just going to auto-change the scene for you. No, we all yeah. were slow-brained and realized it at the same time, yeah. so we're all like, uh, shuffling out the, out the store. <laughs> I'm like, like and I, I, God. I thought Chase was driving, so I mean, I... I'm like sitting here waiting for him to say it. <laughs> you guys are just like standing in front of the shop, looking at the goggles and the armor, and like five minutes go by, and you're like, oh shit, we should probably go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just ogling, yeah. Yeah, ogling and goggling, yeah. Uh, right. All right, with Make my it back. Oh, I guess uh, a, a note for uh, the you guys. Um, you don't see the scimitar on SDL's person this morning, or the walking of what we've done. Okay. Did you leave it? He probably just tucked it under his bed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <don't laughs> Good yes. place. A man who sleeps with a scimitar is a fool every day, but uh, every night, but one. <laughs> right. Real man sleeps in his armor. A man who sleeps with a scimitar will soon <laughs> lose his manhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, walking back to the Lich on Ice uh, again, people are starting their day and kind of milling around. Not a whole lot of traffic down this side street because of the. Uh, a bar and establishment. Dumb question. That one lady I ran into on after we got off the ferry, where I asked for directions, she's not in sight, is she? No. No. Okay. Good. No. <laughs> not today. Not at this hour. Uh, she's a bit of a late riser. I of, I kind uh... of assume as much, but for SDL safety, I thought I would ask. <laughs> sure. Uh, making it back to the Lich on Ice, it's virtually empty. There's just a couple of people inside that are wealthy patrons who don't have any uh, work that they need to be doing, as it were. Trust fund kids, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, trust fund kids, just hanging out, 
at the bar just chatting. Um, one of them is uh, a little heavier set. The other one is a little skinny guy. Two humans, they're just chatting. Falno's just kind of looking over at them, just shaking his head. Sees all of you walk in and he goes, uh, Hello, uh, friends. Uh, are you here for um, the training? Certainly. Yes. He nods and looks at the two men and he says, you see his eyes just glowing slightly and he says, uh, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I have some new guests to entertain. They kind of look at each other and they finish their beers in a large swig and they say, yeah, no problem, Fal. Uh, We'll see you later then. The other one just kind of like throws a hand up with two fingers in the air and they walk out. Kind of brushing yeah. past you, the bigger guy kind of slams into you, Clucian, a little bit. Oh, I gotta do something. Shoulder checks, yeah. Um. Hey, do you know what you just did? I, uh, I use prestidigitation to soil his pants. Not uh, again. Fucking everybody that takes that spell, that's all they do with they it. Every, uh, yeah, prestidigitation. Somebody's doing that. <laughs> I have somebody to. to Right. I love it. After he says that. Yeah. So to Orifarne, he just kind of like looks back at you with this incredulous look. And he's like, Look, I don't. Uh... He just like looks down. He's like, What the fuck? I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> he walks out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, piggy. Go. He looks back at you and he's like, if somebody didn't piss my pants, I'd show you what's for. <laughs> Fair enough, Tom. Uh, I got the, the biggest guy as I turn away. <laughs> the skinny guy's just kind of like holding him by the arm, and he's like, come on, man, let's just get out of here. What that what? big of a deal, guys? I mean, what's the, <laughs> what is the range on it? Oh, 10 feet. Damn it. It's probably too far away. Oh, you're going to do it again? No, I was gonna. I was gonna piss the other guy's pants. No, 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 no. I was gonna clean it back up as they walked out the door. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Falno comes behind the bar and he he looks at all of you and says, "Keep in mind that this um, dungeon of mine is and always has been extremely dangerous. I will be acting as your fairy godmother, so to speak." providing you with uh, occasional information and reviving you if necessary, to some degree. Can't do it too many times, um, unfortunately. Uh, there is a limit. I'm unsure how familiar you are with this, but there is a limit on how many times a soul can be brought back into the body while still remaining itself. <laughs> We're going to die, die, possibly. I'd rather <laughs> yes, not. Yes, uh, almost certainly, yes. I'd rather not do that again. <laughs> yeah, me uh... <laughs> The good news for you is that the real tricksy parts of the dungeon aren't until later, and like I said, I'll be serving as your fairy godmother so I can warn you ahead of time. Beautiful. Great. Um, let's get at it. Okay. He turns and walks I to the stairs. Feel, I feel like we should do more preparations, but I don't know what that would be. <laughs> well, uh, right? I, I, do I do have something. Um, 
because we're kind of at the part where we're wanting to learn each other's abilities and whatnot, and I understand that's what this is for, but um, I'd like to give you each just a little introduction as to what my abilities really are. Uh, that way we're asking, you know what happens as it's happening, rather than you ask me later or we all die. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, have any of you heard of... Uh... Let me just do this. Uh, he takes his left hand, which is his regular skin hand, and he takes his thumb, forefinger, and middle finger, and he kind of starts waving signs in the air uh, as little little bits of blue and gray smoke start coming out of him, like uh, the Goblin Slayer eye kind of thing, and it kind of glows a little bit until a little ball of smoke appears in his hand, and he tosses it, and it kind of just floats a little bit before solidifying into a full-bodied... Orofarne, holding a great sword, and it is it has wispy gray and blue smoke, and it looks exactly like him, except made out of smoke. His size, his sword, and it draws its sword. He says, "Ta-da! I can make me, kind of." Oh, that's awesome! Great. Now there's two of them. Yeah, I go, I go and poke the other <laughs> one. Is it hand. solid? <laughs> So is it? You said it's life size. It, it, it looks exactly like him, except made out of smoke. So I I, I walk up to and poke it. Does does my finger go into its form? Uh, it feels kind of solid. And after a brief moment, as you poke it, it the smoke dissipates, and Orofarni's standing there. He says, "Hey, that hurts." And I keep look poking. Back. You look in place where he was standing, and now the smoky figure is standing over there. And he says, you lot ever heard of a uh, speculomancy? No. Not. Well, not I guess it looks at you like, hmm. It's not a term I can say I coined by any means, nor one that I know too much about, but... Uh, are honestly, part of the reason I sought you out was uh, a <clears throat> familiar friend of ours uh certain person who knows timeline magic okay. no probably the only other looking over at stl human knows how to wield magic of any kind come here i thought uh i haven't seen him in a long time and I have access to timeline magic I can pull aspects of myself from dying timelines and have it fight alongside me. Not cool. Plot, plot twist or farming is a BBEG. <laughs> that guy, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Duh. Uh, uh, what's uh, curious is I don't recall reading about any of this up in the Lyceum. Talno turns know. over and says, I, perhaps I can answer that for you. Speculumency is um, forbidden. Even oh. to the Snow Tower, even to the Lyceum. Ooh. Well, that's why well, we haven't heard of it. Huh? And uh, my procurement, uh, looking over at Fano, is something of an accident on my part. I am going to stop you right there. I don't care. Um, obviously, we have our skeletons, and 
I will not judge you. As the sneakers at the comment of skeletons. This was something I could do when I woke up after being dead. Oh, that's this is all new to me. Amazing. Well, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I I don't know how to say this, but like, I feel like something is like watching over me. Like nothing, nothing evil, but like just a presence. Um. I, I, um, Kalno's just like tracing the air with his fingers as you say this. Just like, (laughs) I I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I've only been able to like harness the power and I'm just terribly angry. I don't, I, I haven't used it a lot. So I'm, I'm still. I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, or if RNA mine is fairly recent as well. Well, I'd say it's a good thing that we joined these people of uh, experienced adventurers that they can help us uh, walk ourselves through these new abilities, right? Of course, I'm a little practiced. I was on a ship for about two months, and you see him kind of like weaving their weapons kind of in tandem with each other, him and his, uh, his echo. And, you know, the echo kind of does like a flip over him and, you know, they're like working in perfect tandem as they're just showing off their weapon it's, skills. It's just like the music video or, or not the music video. It's just like, uh, just dance with the final countdown where the two wrestlers on screen, one kind of like jumps and spins over the other one while the other one goes underneath and then comes back up and they're like, <clears throat> <laughs> it's just like that <laughs> not quite as cheesy but like you know it, it looks pretty cool and they're fluid and they're moving their weapons in tandem and it's pretty neat and then he high fives it nice. and then it dissipates Fauno's <laughs> <laughs> like did you just high five yourself you goddamn right I did we can juggle too that's pretty neat Talent. yeah wow And claps his hands and he's like, I can do it too. <laughs> I'm totally not like, jealous that you can practice speculumency without even a thought. Uh, Lucian's like, be I... next. And he makes a hand out of flies. <laughs> and I was like, I spent many, many decades trying to research speculumency in vain, largely. So I think it's quite. Quite interesting to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, still learning. Gets mm. my head jumbled sometimes, having my consciousness switched from timeline to timeline sometimes. But, uh, you know, all part of the game, mm. I guess. Yeah, clasps his hands behind his back, and he says, well, shall we proceed? And you see the stairs that only go up, and then there's, like, a little bit of a nook in the back that has, like, some old boxes and stuff. He waves a hand and the nook disappears and stairs go down into this dark stone area. Um, and as you begin to descend the steps, you get this very uneasy feeling washing over you of just this place has seen a lot of death. It's cleaned up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it going to be 
pitch black in here. Do we need to turn no. on the light? No, it, it shouldn't be. Uh, it's no, it, it it should be fine. I'll have some floating lights in each room for you. Don't worry. Well, uh, just in case, I take out three gold pieces and I um, uh, imbue them with a light from my Magi Tech stuff and hand them out to uh, Jinhai. Does not have dark vision, right? I would need uh, I need I need you would them. you would need light. Um, I had the second one to Farnay and hand the third one to Clusion. They don't emit light for very for long distance, but what I appreciate it, but uh, I actually don't even need eyes to see. Uh, something else is I, you know, even if I don't see, I can have can see anything within ten feet of me. So, maybe not you, but somebody nearby. Maybe hand it to Dara. I'll hold on to it in case anybody needs to see around me. Okay. Arno says, uh, also it could be useful to show where you are in case it did get dark. Even if you can see. It would allow those who can't to see, <laughs> see at you. least a direction. And but... they, it's only like a five foot radius light. It's piddly. It's not much at all. For a mechanic's sake. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, DM, just for an order here. Would uh, Will have disclosed to me the word to ignite our flame tongue swords at some point? I know he said he was in his notes about it, but it, you know, it just didn't happen between the sessions. I would say characteristically, probably not. Um, <laughs> but, last night. but uh, as you're kind of going toward this dungeon, I'll say that he tells you. Cool. That way you're prepared. I would say that as he was drunk, he probably told you the wrong word. <laughs> and then this morning, he probably told you the right one, and then you don't know which one it is. And now you need yes, to roll inside check to figure out which one switch. He's here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what is that word? What is that word? What is the word, Quill? What's the word? Is it, uh, is it the bird? <laughs> well, so anyway, Clution, uh, I just yeah, wanted to thank course. you for uh, helping me outside. I, I had to go really badly. For the listeners. But uh, I, I feel sober up now. So. Man, I'm so happy. You're doing better. Uh, I'm sorry we had to drag you first thing in the morning to the shops uh, to, <laughs> to get me a diamond, but it seems you're you're good yeah. to go and ready for this. He was just asleep, and Jin Hai was carrying him around with us. Oh my god! <laughs> but, like, was, but like I was holding him by his wings, <laughs> not his body. Yes, ready as always. <laughs> what? My oh god. my god! It's gotta be. It's gotta be canon now that Quill went. That whole trip was him going to visit his newfound uh, girlfriend <laughs> at the shop, and he was just going back to see her one last time before he went to Venubia. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, Avery, we were talking about. I was asking uh, Marshall what the word was. Some the word flame on those swords. Don't don't say the word. The, the word is. Yeah, it would have been better if it was bird. Don't say the bird. 
the command or... word oh. is oh the command word drishti. Spell it. B R I S H T I. B is in bird, right? D is yeah. in dumbass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't have to do it like that. You don't know how many times I had to do that on the phone today at work. Do you say dumbass? They're like, they're like, T B B R. I'm like, T. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Does that have any meaning that we would know or that I would know in a language? Uh, who was it that has the ring? Clution. You overhear the word. That word is engraved on the ring. If it's that uh, Eldriagos had when he was talking about his wife. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you assume it's the name of Eldriagos's wife that died. And there's a soul in the swords. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> we gotta fuck with this sword later, bro. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> no, it's okay. Just for clarification, so that way I get yeah. the enunciation uh, It's correct. pronounced drishti. Sorry to have you I was trying to make it easier for uh... you guys to spell, but drishti. <laughs> Good luck. Just the enunciation. Yes. Drishti. These three. Okay. Do I have this in my inventory? You do. It's the ring that was given to you by Gavik that said, uh, may our love never wilt or something like that. May our love never fade. Okay, that's right. I just added it as like a because it didn't have a name or anything, right? Right. Yeah. I was just looking in the wrong spot. That's okay. So, continuing down, uh, Falno is leading the group into the dungeon now. And a feeling of unease has washed over the group. Uh, magical coins have been passed out from SDL that give small blips of light in a 5-foot radius, is that right? Or 10-foot? Uh, bright for... Hold on, let me look that up make sure I get it. Right. Uh bright light five foot, dim light five foot. Yeah. So overall ten foot radius. Yeah. Tiny flashlight. Yeah. Um for for three of you. <laughs> and on a gold piece. He leads you down the rest of the stairs. Ahead of you you can see what seems to be ancient stone tiled flooring. Uh and and very, as well, old. I don't know how to say this in the same way, different times over and over and over, so I'm not going to even try. Old walls. <laughs> Ancient. Uh, that are very crumbly, and you can see, like, bits of roots have grown through some of them. And in this first room, you can see four uh, kind of glowing lights on the ceiling that are illuminating the chamber in dim lighting. And you see... Uh, what appears to be Sal, Finric, Hopeless, and Sharlaya exiting the door at the other side. Kind of going farther into the dungeon. The room itself is 
Hold on. The room itself is um, partially blocked by a door that once existed here, but has long since decayed. Uh, you can still see bits of the wood kind of fragmented over the the steps that lead into the entrance. Um, inside the room, you can see what appears to be uh, rocks from the ceiling that have tumbled down. But other than that, this is a very nondescript chamber, measuring nondescript. probably 30 feet long by maybe 30 feet wide. So we're in a box, door on the opposite end that the other people just went through. Yes, basically. and Falno just kind of looks at you all, and he does a little gesture where he, he does like a half bow, and as his hand begins to rise up, he snaps his finger and disappears. And in his place, you just see this, uh, what appears to be a Yeti skull, <laughs> just kind of floating in the air with like icy blue fire coming out of it. And you hear a shrill voice just going, uh, Welcome to Falno's Dungeon! This is the original dungeon that was created long ago when the humans first came here for the Demon Prince of Everlasting Nighttime. God, it's a factory tour. <laughs> and he says, uh, he looks at you. The, the skull turns to look at you and says, I'm still Falno. Oh. Uh, just using less of my energy so that I can focus on healing you guys when you're about to die. Gotcha. Hey, Fallon, do you still have a hand? Can you hold something for me? Uh, what do you need held? Don't pull his finger. <laughs> this is not a pull my finger thing. <laughs> no, um, I, I want him to hold on to the tenacious token of the departed. Because I don't want it to trigger it here and then have to explain uh that. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Good thinking. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see a spectral hand, kind of like your mage hand, but but more visible. Uh, you kind of appear a couple feet below the head that's floating roughly five feet off the ground. And the hand, like, appears in front of you and just is outstretched. Okay. I can trust him, right? I can trust you, right, Falno? You can make an insight check if you want. Uh, he'll also tell you yes, of course. <laughs> Even mean, if he can't. <laughs> I got a 26 on my insight. 26? He doesn't seem... Despite, you know, the obvious signs of what he is, he doesn't seem like he means you any ill will. And there's nothing about this scenario, aside from how weird it is, that triggers any alarm bells for you. I already knew it was weird. I picked on up on that last night. Um, I'm gonna hand it to the hand and be like, "That's very important. I am gonna need it back. I just probably you shouldn't see, have it in here." You see it, grasp it, and then just turns into a <laughs> thumbs up and disappears entirely. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I, I um, summon the scimitar. And you guys see that it is the scimitar that you had with him yesterday. Um, Rafane is going to start unwrapping the cloth around his black greatsword to reveal a... It's got a gold tip on it with two barbs on the end of it. Uh, like in the character art that you guys saw. It's got gold and red with a red gem in it. <clears throat> and then he's going to wield it 
and then summon his echo with the great sword. Then he's going to put it on his back and undo the the flame scion twin blade and his kukri. And so the echo has the great sword and he's got he's wielding his two weapons. Go drishni and it just <laughs> lights up. <laughs> yes. Remember it is drishti. Drishti. It took him a couple of tries. Yeah, You can't quite go, place. Go web, go. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom tight. Up, up, and away, web. Yeah. Shazam. Tally ho. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gets it eventually. Yeah. All right. All right. The entrance lies in front of you. The room ahead. What would you like to do? How far to the door? Thirty feet. Well, 35, because you have to pass through the entrance, but 35. Yeah. I feel like this room's trapped. Yeah, I was going to say, friends, maybe some of the adversaries we might be facing would be beyond the normal my echo. enemies we might face traps as well. So the door good thinking, Estiel. Or you can have your, your incorporeal smoky echo walk forward into the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he walks in. Nothing seems amiss. Um, if I look through his sight with my blind sight, anything within 10 feet of me that's invisible? Anything within 10 feet that is invisible, no. However, to the left, you see a door that you can't see from your position outside the room. Okay. He just goes, <clears throat> uh, there's a door to the left that we can't see in there. Of all of your thing invisible within 10 feet. That's all. I have good vision. Do you want me to go check it out? If you could point the way. You see the echo just like one hand his sword and point directly at the door. Yeah, it's on the left after you enter the room. But you have to enter the room to see it. Uh, uh, mm, okay. Follow we enter the door. room? You enter the room, and you look to your left. You see a door. <laughs> it's about ten feet to the left on the on the the far. We'll call it north uh, on the far northern wall. Um, it's tucked in the corner, where the walls kind of intersect. That way, you can't see it from the outside looking in. Okay. And. As you look at it, you feel a strange sense of deja vu. Is this like the lore keepers' no. rooms? <laughs> no. No. What but do you mean that we shouldn't spend an hour and a half worrying about a door? Is right. that the deja vu? <laughs> Is that the deja vu <laughs> you're thinking of? How about this? Deja vu. Yeah. You begin contemplating what the deja vu could mean, thinking back to the lore keepers' realm, and the skull appears next to you. And it says, uh, I thought I told you guys to be careful. What are, you, what are you doing? You just walk into a room? Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> guys. <laughs> you see a, a scroll just appear in the air and a quill. And he just like makes one tally mark. And he says, okay. <clears throat> Back to it. What? What is that death number one? 
we're treading we're, we're, we're treading carefully get a rope and climb out of our asses just we're we're gonna i told you this place is insanely deadly <laughs> and he's going to be trying to revive you anytime you die and you walked into a room without checking for any traps. I mean, nowhere far and I tried, but again, spectral versus physical. I'll 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 throw up a detect magic. I take out the 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 um, gyroscope and give it a twirl. Okay. You are immediately. You get a ping for the door that you walked through. Never. Like, yes, of course, transmutation. Uh, fun stuff. Um, the door that you were looking at to the left of the first door, to the north, is also magical. With evocation. Okay. And the door on the far side of the room does not appear to be magical. I point out the door and I say, there's evocation magic on that door. The other one does not have any magic placed on it. Uh, does the door uh, with the like evocation magic unlocked? I'm not touching the door. I'm just seeing if it looks unlocked. <laughs> Hard to tell just looking at a door if it's locked or unlocked, my friend. Okay. He's like, it looks closed. <laughs> it looks closed. <laughs> <laughs> I... Does it does there appear to be any traps in front of the one that doesn't have magic on it? They're a physical nature. Make an investigation check. I knew I should have picked a different title this week. Uh, <laughs> I got a nine. Nine. Um, I, that's enough. This or wait, hold simple. on. Wait, I think I I think I took the right title, and I just totally forgot that I took the right title. <laughs> You did take the one that you think that you took. Yes, I did. I did. You did Fantastic. take Codecracker. So that's actually a 12. 12, oh, yeah. Boy. Nine was enough to think that it wasn't trapped. 12 is enough to know that it is. My <laughs> 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 so As you're walking toward it, you notice that uh, the tile in front of the door is a little bit lifted higher off the ground than the ones nearby. Gotcha. This tile is is a pressure plate, obviously, but it's not like a five foot by five foot pressure plate. This thing is maybe like two point five by two point five. Easily stepped around, but if you hadn't caught it, yeah. If we open the okay. door, will it press the pressure plate? Like swing no. over it? Okay. <laughs> it opens outward to code. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or inward. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? It, it goes. Yeah. Rafane brings okay. that up and he looks at the skull like, oh, there you go. That's a good check mark, I'm sure. Thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she just gestures to the door and looks at where Rafane is like, be my guest. <laughs> ah, sure. Why not, right? <laughs> Um, being careful of the 
foot trap. I couldn't think of my words. Um, does the door itself appear to just be normal, or is there anything funky about the door itself? The door itself is slightly cracked, as you did see the others going through it when you first entered the chamber, and it didn't shut all the way. Oh, rad. Um, he's just going to put his back against the wall, and he's just going to use his sword and push it open like, behind him. Door opens. You wait for a moment. Nothing happens. Oh, perfect. STL, you want to extend that magic vision of yours over here to look into this room? Sure, he steps on the pressure. I'm keen. I'm good. good. <laughs> Just oh, God. two foots it. Like... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no uh, oh, no. I, I look through what do I see. Uh, detect magic's range is 30 feet. 30 feet? Okay. Okay. Uh, looking through, this room is about 30 feet long. So again, you're just outside of the range to hit the wall itself, but you can see with detect magic, quote unquote, all around it. Um, with your vision, it seems like this room is probably only 20 feet wide. Uh, there's a door to the left and a door to the from straight on where you're looking to the top left and to the left. Okay. Inside the room, you can see. Baylor. <laughs> you can see four statues and four lights. Okay. You can see, uh, because of your dark thing, that the statues are all holding a small gemstone, like a, a circular gemstone in their hands. One of them's a emerald, one of them is a sapphire, one of them is a topaz, and one of them is a ruby. So you have emerald, sapphire, topaz, ruby. Um, and you said there was lights. Do these lights correspond with the gems? Yes, the lights are four different colors. They are green, <laughs> red, or sorry, green, blue, <laughs> red, green, blue, yellow, or red. Okay. It's the same colors of the gems. Are they in the exact light like the topaz? In the yellow, the red, and the ruby, or are they like mixed around? They are mixed around. The lights seem to be fixed, and uh, I'm going to leave it there until you enter. Um, the room. Do I get any pings from the statues themselves as to magic? You do. Yes, um, all of them with a different school. All of them with a different school. Um, and are these bright enough lights that most of the room is? Uh, illuminated, I am assuming. Yes. Yes. It's like a veritable disco in here. <laughs> so we got two doors visible, four statues, four lights. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. How far off the ground are these gems? They are in the statue's hands, which are at their hearts. So probably like four and a half feet. Hmm. So not, not. Okay, so they're not tall. No, I mean, the statues themselves are maybe like six feet tall. I was like four and a half, five feet. Jen, hi. Time to lift me up. <laughs> Use our height to our advantage. <laughs> uh, STL. Being is that my buddy here uh, does not have a mind. Uh, well, did you convey that each statue has a different school of magic? Uh, I 
do convey everything I saw to the group, just for the sake of argument. Okay. No, being is that my echo here doesn't have a mind necessarily. Um, these statues are all trapped to the schools of magic. Um, if they would each put off some sort of effect or spell that would affect the mind, I feel like this smoky beast here might be the perfect one to go for that statue. Uh, did I get the sense that one of them affected the mind? Uh, you got the sense that one of them was illusion. One of them is transmutation. One of them is evocation. And one is conjuration. But no divination? Okay. Nope. In that order, to the gems as well. So those match the gems as yes. the gems are setting now, and the lights don't match the gems. Correct. Okay. So repeat the gems to me so I can make sure you've got I've them got in the right order. Emerald, sapphire, topaz, ruby. Okay. And then I just wrote down green, blue, yellow, red. I, you didn't give me a specific order on those. Yeah. Um, and then illusion, transmutation, evocation, conjuration. Okay. Good. Just making uh, sure that we're aligned with this together. <laughs> um, maybe this one would be best to serve to uh, try to find the transmutation one. That way, there's some sort of effect that would alter it. Well, Might I, I, I think it's safe to say that I've got a good idea of the magics in the room, but I don't have an eye for traps. If somebody can... I, I don't know how to check, but I could use Mold Earth and see if one will spawn. Uh, I was just going to stand in the room we came out of and try to shoot one of the gems <laughs> out of their hands with a bow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I stand aside and I push the door open. He said, let me sharpshoot that out of the... Right. <laughs> Maybe get some silk rope and tie it to the end of it so just in case you miss, we can just pull it back. Yeah. Spawns two bone claws. Yeah. Oh my god, stop! That's the conjuration one. I see you don't think those gems would shatter if they fell from that high, do you? I don't know. So, if the rest of you are looking in the room now, you can see that uh, the green light is over the sapphire, the blue light is over the topaz, the yellow light is over the ruby, and the red light is over the emerald. Oh, so I was only one color off. Well, Clushin, if you want to, you could probably shoot the topaz. So if it breaks, we already have a giant block of topaz with us. I imagine the gem I have is not near the same size as that one. The one I, I got, I imagine, is maybe the size of, like, an inch and a half or so, and the one there is probably the size of your fist. Oh. Or bigger. Do, do you think you could even shoot it off, then? Uh, I mean, it can't hurt to try. <laughs> Here, here's an idea, Oral Farney. Yeah. Could you send your shadow buddy in just to move the gems and see what happens? 
But you can give it a shot, right? Yeah. Here's sure. a question. Can your shadow figure actually manifest with anything? Because that's a good question. The verbiage for your attacks with the shadow figure are that your attacks take place through either you or the shadow. It cannot take actions. That's what I thought. Okay. I <laughs> doesn't know that. We'll check. <laughs> so like it, it, it goes up and he tries to grab it and his hands just go like a ghost through through the shit. So yeah. So so the room's like you said twenty foot wide, thirty ish foot long. Yes. I, I cast dar- I cast darkness in the middle of the room. Okay. The entire room in darkness. Okay. All right. And, I always forget about this thing that SDL likes to do, and so I don't get to mage hand anything. <laughs> or I'll let you mage hand something. I forgot you had no. It's, no, it's all you. Go ahead. I just always forget about this. I like wait for the pause, and then SDL's like, "I make a shadow." I'm like, "Right, that's right." I'm I make emo. Um, an umbral reach, umbral reach. I move the emerald to the green one, and then I I take pick up the emerald, move it to where the sapphire is. Pick up the sapphire. Um, with with the the, the umbral reach, and then move it to the. Let me make sure I get this right. Topaz, pick up the topaz, put it where the ruby is. Pick up the ruby and put it where the emerald was. Okay. So, to the best of your knowledge, the gems are on the color or the pedestals corresponding to their color now. Correct. Okay. And then drop the darkness. As soon as the darkness is dropped, the floor beneath the statues opens to a spike pit. And after about 10 seconds, the floor closes back up. Okay. I Did I put the gems in the right spots or did I mess that up? Oh, here's the thing. Well, it... can we, we can see the colors now, right? Or, is the, or did the statues follow too? The statues are still there. Um, the colors and the gems are corresponding now, and the floating head appears once more and says, "Well, uh, you know, you really solved that unconventionally. Uh, the mistake you made is that the uh, the gems are on little tiny pressure plates. But puzzle solved, door unlocked, I'm good to go. Well, and we're not dead. Not dead. No tally this time. Much to my chagrin." <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't as speedily. Speedily. Dude, we need. Yeah, we needed to. We needed to do the Indiana Jones thing. The bag of marbles. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I messed up with the first one. I should have put something on the first. Anyway. Brute force. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go through the left door or the top left door? Now the left have... door is on the left wall, which we've decided. Remember, is the north wall, mm-hmm. based on the previous room. Um, the top left door that I refer to is on the eastern wall in the top left corner. Magic spikes. Um, either okay. one of those got magic key on them. No. I relay that to the group. Uh, since I have uh inadvertently triggered the trap, somebody else take over. Or if I'm oh, stamp where the the pit was with his hoof like clap clap just to see if it would just (laughs) yeah no it it seems sturdy 
Yeah, yeah right. He's not gonna step on it though. He's just checking. <laughs> she just looks at you and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> making sure one of you fuckers doesn't jump in there. What? I mean, come on. <laughs> just making sure uh, it's sturdy. Stay away from it, just to be oh safe. Oh my goodness. Well, do you have an idea? What I have been pondering is if we're trying to do this safely without going and triggering any traps and okay. killing all of us, um, maybe it would be a good idea for us to follow through with some of these ideas that we've talked about, such as you had mentioned Mold Earth, Lucian, you had mentioned shooting. I think some of the craziest ideas can be the best ideas. We have to be careful about the way in which we right, definitely. go through. <clears throat> On like what age limit was this puzzle? <laughs> Marshall's like the the dungeon door said ages twelve and up. The dungeon oh, door said ages. Oh, yeah. It goes in the square <laughs> six hole. Six and up. Kill me. Puzzle. <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact. Puzzle. I know for a fact a ten year old wouldn't be able to reach those. So anyone over ten. It's an ages twelve and up. <laughs> and it said. I need to leave. I don't. I don't think I can. I don't though, think right? I can be this here. I'm not allowed. I'm just putting for. And he's oh he's only like Quill's only like five foot yeah, three too. So I don't even know if he's like those little like kid block things. Like oh, this block goes in the square hole. The triangle <laughs> goes in the square hole. We wouldn't figure it out, man. <laughs> it would all right, so there's no magical enchantments on either door. No magic on either door. North, and you can either go north or northeast. Um, right. I... Okay, I'm going to go ahead then. I want to check the north door for physical traps. Like, in the close vicinity to it and on the door. Sure. Um, do they have... No, damn it. I got a 13. Man, 13. my investigation rolls are really okay. mediocre today. 13. It doesn't appear that this door is trapped. I tell the group, this door doesn't look trapped. That's <laughs> With exactly that much confidence. <laughs> what kind of latch does it have? God. Like a turn handle or one of the push open there. Uh, it just has a knob. Damn it. Twist it and push. You bop it. Bop it. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, I walk <laughs> to the other side of the room and I gesture and for it... everybody to come with me as far as I can mage hand away. And then I open the door with my mage hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, guys. Come on. Do we Magic. trigger another trap? <laughs> no. <laughs> Door opens. Scuffle through. <laughs> Ahead, you can see a uh, five-foot hallway that stops five feet ahead of you and then moves to the right. What you got, Jinhai? So, technically, he did pass his skill check, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was no trap. Okay, well, <laughs> to help us out in the future, I want to use my the monkey see, monkey do thing to become proficient. Ah, there you go. 
There you go. That's beautiful. That's but, that's what that's for. Oh wait, so somebody just has to pass a check and then you can become yep. proficient. That's pretty slick. Once per day, that's... I think. Once per long rest. Might like, be for like an hour. It might be for yeah. an hour. I do the check, but my yeah, that's still pretty dope. Yeah, Sweet. it's it's definitely unique. It's very very different. Yeah, and I like it. Lucian, uh, poking your head a little bit through, you can see that this this hallway is made out of rough stone. Same material as the rest of the place, overgrown, kind of gross and dirty. Um, you see a few bones on the ground. Just a few bones. Uh, but the pathway splits to the right. It goes 10 feet forward, and then it looks like it splits to the left again. Wall trap. Mm. Wall, wall trap, maybe? Do I see what type of bones they are? Can I determine? Um, yeah, you could make a make a general knowledge check if you don't mind. Okay, don't be a two. I've got probably five minutes or so of magic detect magic up left. Okay, that would be good to have. Nothing 16. so far out of the ordinary. Sixteen. Um, these are definitely definitely human bones or humanoid bones from very long ago and in fact as you're kind of like getting near it um if you even just touch it with your boot or, or your foot i guess it just starts to crumble to dust oh i uh, what else is is it's still dark right no it hasn't been really it's been dim so um, we can make out these dark hallways that are sort of dim. Yeah. Do we see any, there's there anything on the walls? Can I make a perception check for like a button or beware of the buttons, but maybe like some lines on the floor, anything out of the ordinary that would look maybe suspicious. If you want to do that, I would say make an investigation check. Okay. So at that point you're looking for traps. I've got another question after. Yes. A 15. Right, go ahead, Chase, with your question. We can come I, back to the. I was just going to say, ask if there was any sign of the people that came in before us. Oh. Any signs of them? Not on this path. Okay. Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Um, doesn't seem to be anything incredibly unusual. I mean, you can see, with the 15, you can see some holes in the wall where definitely spears once would be jutting forth but there don't appear to be they don't appear to have been used in a very long time and it doesn't seem like they're functional it looks like from your best understanding of it when the door opened originally spears would fly out and get whoever was at the door uh but we Wait, like from the, the other side? Yeah, I'm confused. If no, so like the door opens, right? Yes. And yes. as soon as the door opens, spears fly out. So because Clusion used his mage hand, he ended up. No, it, it's no, it, it just hasn't been in use for a very long time, and some of the traps have been completely disarmed and never put back together. So That's why the door was not trapped because it had been broken long ago. Okay. Okay. So we're safe to walk through here. 
But seems like it. If it was trapped, is it the right way? Like, if it was trapped, it may be the wrong way. I mean, this room was trapped to get into as well, so. Oh my god. Fair. Red light, green light us. Are we hot, cold? <laughs> I'm so dumb. Um, <clears throat> what does the end of this hallway look like? It's, like I said, it's, you walk in, and then ten feet to the right. And then it moves to the left. All right. He's going to put his hand on the closest person to him shoulder. Jin Hai, you're going to touch your arm. And his eyes are going to go with smoky gray blue. And his echo is just going to walk in. He's going to look through the echo's senses and just first look for anything in that area and then around the corner. Nothing in the area except for some bones, like I said. Around the corner, it looks like this passage leads about 30 feet straight back. And there seems to be an exit to the left, 10 feet in, and 30 feet in, another exit to the left. Cool. Uh, he conveys that. Um, does he notice anything funky? Obviously, he doesn't have detect magic, but, you know, look for any traps or anything in the hallway. Can your echo make? Checks? Well, I'm looking. I'm looking through my echo's senses. I'm I'm using the okay. Uh, okay. echo avatar feature, so it's my consciousness looking through it like a familiar. Gotcha. Except gotcha. It's my thoughts, and so sure. Uh, yeah. Be an I would say check. go ahead and make investigation check. Yes. Cool. And there are, again, lights in this chamber making it not super dark or anything, so... Cool. Seven. Seven. Yeah, uh, looking to the first exit on the left, it also goes back 30 feet and seems to disappear to the right. And if you continue down the original path, it looks like it just hooks and makes a, a dead end. Can... Uh, sorry, that dead end path. If he walks up to it, does there is there a blind sight? Anything trigger at the end of the path? Just since it's an awkward hallway, not with blind sight, no. Uh, but okay. you do notice that there are claw marks on the side of the wall here, and there are more bones in the ground. Cool. It looks like something was chased into this dark corner and eaten. Cool. Uh, he's just speaking all of this out. You know, it hooks left, it hooks right. You know, it goes 30 feet back. Uh, something died here violently if by you, some claws. If you continue on the original left path, mm -hmm. you'll see it loops back around, a bit of a winding path, but it loops back to a door. Which, just given your own spatial knowledge, you assume to be the door in the first room that was enchanted with magic. Um, so I was going to ask Falno if he could give us a, a hint. <laughs> He's like, you need a hint already? Uh, well, your friend just explored this whole path up front and it just turned into a loop-de-loop -loop back to the old chamber, so I would assume just go through the other door. That's uh, the only hint I got. Uh, uh, also, 
I guess since you're asking, I should be nice. Uh, be careful in the next room. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Back the way we came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Triggers pitfall and dies. <laughs> I'm very scared of, of getting pitted in this place of like falling rocks and stuff. And don't worry, dying just gets easier after the first time. First time's always the toughest. Uh, he only has so know, many I don't know if that's true. Wait, do you die often? I've died once. It wasn't too bad, I guess. It's the feeling of it, you know. But uh, Well, how do you know it gets better? Exactly. <laughs> well, well I know did. what to expect now. I mean. test your theory and, like, Junhai, like, raises his club. Oh, God. Uh, uh, let's not. Send me to my heaven, I, that's please. What I thought. That would just be great. Send me to my heaven. Oh, my God. What a line. Plotless, you're not going to heavens. You don't go to the hells. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we go through the other door, then. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. We don't go through it. We, that's the check, plan, too. Check We're checking. We're checking. Check, check, check. the check. Okay. Yep. Check, check, check. Who's check uh, the traps. Checking. Not me. Well, you're proficient. Oh, God. I, <laughs> that I, doesn't I, mean he's a good bonus. Oh, my God. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean I'm, yeah, exactly. It, it was more of like uh, we, would, we would tie team it together, and I would uh, try to help you if I could spot anything anything bizarre. So, uh, allowing you advantage for your check. Oh, I can check it. <laughs> Go ahead with advantage. Jin High's kind of like looking over your shoulder. So I can see the button. Rolls two ones. No, I rolled a 22 and a 21. He did roll 22. A one. Looking at it, the door is very old, but it's a bit more reinforced than the other doors you've seen so far. Uh, it is not trapped. Uh, and it is unlocked. Vicious. Super. Okay. Wait. Dar, are you worried about the, the mm, door? I'm worried what's beyond the door. Oh, because of it being reinforced. That makes sense. That and the claw mocks that he talked about earlier. That's right. a different path. It is. But still. Oh, if he says there's no traps, I believe him. Let's hit that mage hand. <laughs> that mage hand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we do the usher across the room thing again, like a airline steward or something. Like this way, everybody. Sure. This way. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we, then we mage hand the door open. Sure. Door opens. Uh, you can see immediately the path curves to the right, kind of a, a more rounded path this time. Um, disappears into darkness. Just from, you know, where you're standing. Uh, if you get closer, pathway goes to the right, and you can see at the end of it, there is a large open archway. And the room beyond it is lit up very well, like very brightly. Um, and you can see 
rocks that have fallen from the ceiling. Red flag. Uh, some of them look some of them look different than the stone above. Some of it looks more earthy in nature rather than like mason worked. Um, and like as you're thinking this, you start to feel a deep tremor in the room. Oh my god! What was that mm. movie? Those what's things last... that came out of the ground. Tremors. Tremors. Um, yeah. The last oh. like minute of detect magic. Uh, do I sense any magic in this room? Um, not well. Actually, yes. On the what is that? The west side of the room. Uh, so to your right, you get a hit of illusion magic covering a section of the wall. Point that out to the rest of the group. As the tremors begin to shake the room, uh, loose stones kind of kick off from the ceiling. Nothing dangerous, really. Um, pebbles, mostly. Um, and on the western side of the room, you begin to see what looks like fresh dirt and earth just pouring out of this stone wall. Um, Orofani is going to go, <clears throat> Hey, oh, Sal, Shalaya, you in there? Uh, Fenric? You don't get a a human-ish response. Um, instead, you just hear this deep roar as an enormous creature begins to claw its way into the room. Yeah, I was going to say, he was going sh- to shoot his explosive crossbow at the corner where that illusion magic is. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is, is that where the, the mud and stuff's coming from? Is where I pointed at? Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's he like you see sure. you see a perfect stone wall with like dirt and stone just being thrown from it. Yeah, he just wanted to make sure like those people weren't hiding, you know, in that little corner there. And so he's just gonna be like, oh, break! It's just a break. <laughs> R- round the corner, shoot it, and then come back. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. It, um, uh, I, I suppose you shoot it. With... Okay. A few ahead. seconds later, it explodes. You hear stonework kind of crashing out and the illusion is dispelled and you see <laughs> you see a nice. at first you think it's a dragon based on its size and based on its shape uh, but as it begins to tunnel its way through you can see that it's almost rock like hide uh, has no wings before you stands a stone drake and it sees a lot of you in the room and lets out a mighty roar <clears throat> More and i would like you all to roll initiative please uh can, can i yes. say I'll, I'll, I'll allow me or don't allow me or if i yes. see they're just gonna pull the door shut <laughs> <laughs> like locking you guys in well i mean i mean i thought we were outside the room <laughs> finn finn remembered closing the door and it did not end well I didn't know if we walked in. I thought we were outside because he was like, oh, look in the door, shoot it, and then come back out. Like, Oh, see, I was playing this out as if you had all gone into the room and the trimmer started once you were in. Hey, DM's discretion. That's chill. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. All right, we're in the room. Right. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mr. Bernhardt hey, got a 24. Wait, did you just, did you just do what I did? What? What? 
What? Oh, never mind. What? You have a really no low initiative modifier. Nah, I saw yours. I, I saw. I saw yours pop up four. I thought mm -hmm. you rolled a nat one like I did. <laughs> nope, I rolled a three oh, no. plus one. Yeah. Oh my god, guys! Felt, All right, hang I felt on. Bad with twelve. Hang on, guys. Hang on. I'm trying to get this in. All right. Um. So we got Quill. Anyone else over twenty? Yeah, twenty-one. Okay. So Dara. <laughs> I know. Okay. 15 to 20? 21. A 17 for Jin. 15, 10 to 15? 12. Oh, dude, it's nice rolling for the vantage for initiative. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. 5 to 10. Yeah. I got a 6, but it was a nat 1, so do with that what you will. Okay. So what did you get? <laughs> 4 of 8. 4. <laughs> Four? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Kushin, you will have disadvantage on your first attack. Okay. As is tradition. Okay. See, that's why when I saw four pop up, I was like, oh my god, uh, he got a one too. But uh, no, he only has a plus one to his initiative. Uh, yes, just Jackson. a question. Do we want to explain some of the our home rules for combat? Uh, since some people in the podcast may not know. Sure. Um, we can go into more detail about this sometime too, but uh, the the quick and dirty is that if you get a natural twenty on your initiative roll, you get advantage on your first attack. Uh, vice versa for natural ones. Um, bonus action potion, of course. It's just like should be standard at this point. It feels like. Um, I think that's it for combat. Like off the top of my head, I know that if you have like spell slots, you can take a point of exhaustion per spell slot level that you want to get back. Um, there's the final stand rule where if you're dying, uh, if you're down, essentially, you can skip the rolls altogether and do a final stand, which would give you essentially a heroic action that you could use to completely turn the tide of battle, potentially, um, at the cost of your character's life, permadeath, but you would come back as well, uh, one level higher than the group. We don't want to exploit it ever and make it like you're a plus five because you keep final standing every time you go down. Uh, so you'll be one level higher than the average of the group. I think that's it for combat. I think we so could too. each do that right now, and we could just all skip <laughs> to level eleven. <laughs> like, yes. Direct, my boy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Start over the campaign. You guys, uh, talk about battle. Give me like two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Battle, 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 talk, battle, 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 talk. I was gonna ask, or you might know more about this, bud. Um, the command word is to put the swords together, not just yes. for the flames, right? Or am I incorrect about that? I'll say it works for both, just for you know simplicity. Like if they are within like five feet of each other, okay. And Fair you enough. are trying to put them together, then it will put it together. That way, it doesn't accidentally. So, you know, like, like a normal drishti for yes. the actual <laughs> flame, and then like a drishti for the like putting them together. You gotta. Give it... All right, Genji. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me grab his stats. Okay. So, uh, like I said, there is a large 
kind of uh, slab work from the ceiling that rises about nine feet tall in the center of the room. Offset just a little bit, but you get the gist. Uh, the creature, the stone drake, is to your right on the west side of the room. From the area that you guys are at, it's roughly 20 feet away. Quill, you are up first. Yes. Um, activating the Sword of Vengeance to flavor this, I was just going to mention, he's probably just carrying it around in um, you know, some sort of parchment to get it. Um, you know, he, He's not super used to it. It is one of his monk weapons. Um, so he, he does know how to use it, but uh, he's going to look at it curiously and think uh, the look on his face is kind of, you know what? Now is kind of a good time to use this. So he's going to pull it out of the parchment and then say, Rishti, and then get the flames up. Um, and the adversary is uh, just from a 2D standpoint, what, 15 feet away or something like yep. that? That we're looking 20 feet? Um, then what Quill is going to do is, uh, you know, kind of get the feel and the weight of this thing as he runs towards this target and then uh uh he, he's gonna run and try to do a uppercut with the sword and uh if he can hit with that one or if he doesn't he's just gonna bring the sword back down and slash again okay. and then try to get Go a kick it. in for that bonus action 24 hits the first one is a 24 to hit the second in one second that hits that's a 25. And then the the kick, like the low sweep that he's going to try to make monkish way is... Well, we'll miss. That is going to be a 12. I'll say for the 12 that it, it you kind of like make the kick and your, your foot connects with the really rough stone exterior of it and doesn't quite break through. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he doesn't quite have the power. So, um... Those um, that strike with a sword, since it is versatile, I was going to take advantage of the um, uh, the regular uh, using it with two hands okay. as he does that uppercut to get that that D10 out, and uh, the flames, of course, do that additional two D6 of fire damage. So any resistances or immunities will apply. And I think I'm just yeah. going to have to do a custom roll for the two D6. But uh, here you go. I'll give you the total in just a moment. Yeah, and if you don't mind, give it separately like like you guys always do. You guys are good about so, that. I gotcha. So for the first hit, the actual um, slashing damage, as far as I can tell, is going to be uh, seven slashing damage, and then the fire is going to be five fire damage. And for the second hit, that is going to be, You're going to have ten slashing damage, and then... On top of that, you're going to have another 10 fire damage as the sword try, breaches the stone skin. The kick doesn't quite connect, but uh, he's starting to learn a little bit more about yes. the skin and how formidable it. it is. Very good. Very, very good. Good first attack. Okay. Does that, uh, does that end your turn? Would you like to do anything else? Any, any other movement? or? Um... As a free action, he, if this is allowed, he's just going to mention uh, 
to the rest of the group. The stone skin is extremely tough. It might be extra resistant to bludgeoning. Of course, he just straight up missed, and I know that <laughs> okay, meta, but yeah. maybe Quill would know he's that. He's definitely so resistant to bludgeoning. Say to everyone. Okay. Uh, Dara, you are up. All right. I would like to cast Entangle on where the... Hmm. What? What? Huh? What? Oh, I thought I heard somebody. I was like, look, if that's the wrong decision, you need to tell me right now, because I'm about to cast this on this area. No, um, I was just clearing my throat. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and cast Entangle. Um, I'm going to concentrate on that up to a minute. That'll give us some then to move around. Okay, so grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from a point within range. Are you just centering that on his huge body? Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of keep Okay, so any creature in the area when you cast the spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained until the spell ends. It's just... So go ahead and make that. What is your uh, DC? I believe Quill has to make that save, too. Mmm! We could say that she put it slightly off-put or something. You guys have been together long enough where hopefully she wouldn't just <laughs> get him with it, too. I figured he would have backed off, but nice. I didn't realize he was, like, that close still. What is your spell DC? I got a 15. It's a 17. Okay. No, that's attack save. What am I looking yeah, at? Save DC, Ooh. attack save, save DC. It is, oh, so it's strength 17. 17. So a creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC. On a success, it frees itself. Okay. So he is currently restrained. Okay. And Quill is not. No. Okay, good. And while he is restrained, his speed obviously becomes zero. We're going to explain this to some of our listeners who may not be extremely familiar with D&D combat. Uh, restrained creature speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls are at disadvantage, and the creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Okay. Does that end your turn, Dora? Yeah, I was thinking if I could do something else, but I got to keep my concentration, so I'm going to hold off for there and move a little bit closer, about 10 feet. Okay. So the rest of you are kind of toward the entrance of the room, let's say probably all within about five feet of each other. Um, and then Dara's 10 feet out of that, and then Quill is another 10 feet out of that to the, to the Stone Drake. The Stone Drake is going to use one of its legendary actions. Fuck. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Woo. And you are going to see sprinkles of dust above your heads begin to trickle down. Uh, specifically, I'm going to roll for this to see which one it will be. Dara. Oh god. Because Dara is the one that just got it tangled up. <clears throat> Dara, make a dexterity saving throw. Is that just a... Can I use my dice in person? That if you want to, yeah. D20 plus it's a D20 two. plus whatever your dex save is. Okay. Not your dexterity, but your dex save. Oh. 
It's not my decks. So it's, it's not your straight decks. Not it's on the left, just below your main stats. It's, it's, it's still a, plus the saving two. Throw section. Okay. So, so not, it's yeah, fifteen it's not... plus two. Seventeen. So seventeen. Okay. You just save, so you'll take half damage. Oh my god. I can... <laughs> half damage Ten. like fifty points. Thirteen. Oh my god. Dead. I was joking. Sixteen. Dead. It's gonna be like fifty. Twenty one. Half, right? Yeah. Twenty three. Twenty-nine. Thirty. So half of that. So you take fifteen points of bludgeoning damage as stones fall from the ceiling and begin smacking into your body. I didn't I didn't hear that right. All I heard was just your numbers and I'm like <laughs> God. <laughs> fifteen points of bludgeoning. <laughs> and uh concentration. <laughs> yeah, you'll need and, a con save. Yes. And yeah. make a con save for I you. have advantage on con saves while doing spells, spells. so Let's do Warcaster. Yeah. Gotta love it. That was great. It's uh the con is plus five plus eighteen twenty-three. All right, you succeed. He is still bound in your uh entangle. All right. Okay, and that'll take us to Jinhai. Right. Uh like you said, we're at like the entrance of like the door. Um being Stone trick up here. Kind of just like shakes his head a little bit. And for those that can actually like see malevolence, you see like almost purplish flames start rising out of his shoulders as he goes into a rage. Then he will effectively charge the stone drake. Um, okay. Arthur is just like, go get him, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a two-handing his giant war club, just friendly amped to get fighting something. Um, yeah. He's going ma- to make two attacks at the Drake. Uh, at at advantage. advantage. Yes. Uh, does a 21 hit? 21 hits. I'll go ahead and roll for the second attack, too. The 17 hit. It does not. Okay. Right. So, with that, we'll take 8, 9, 10, 11. My rage bonus. Uh, 11 points of Legending damage, and he is also marked since I landed an, an attack on him. Um, see him, uh, kind of like an overhead swing, just try to aim at the central body of Drake. As it comes sm- crashing down, you see, um, a little bit of malevolence that was like. Um, rising from him try to incorporate itself into the stone drake itself not altering it any chance but you, there's something definitely happened um, and then with his second attack he tries um, swinging and try to try to smack one of the legs but um, just barely misses it uh, by a, f- a couple inches 
<laughs> he goes to attack the leg and misses it by a foot. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, oh, that's, no, that's about it. Okay. SDL, you're up. Thank God I will go before it. Uh, I need an intelligence saving <laughs> throw. Um, as I lift up the sword and like, well, we're going to have to get used to each other. Ooh. Point towards it. That's a 19. Damn it. I tried mind sliver. Oh. I think if you, if you <laughs> succeed, it doesn't do anything. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, it doesn't do anything. Um, so there went two uh, sorcery points for quick casting that. So after that, he's gonna be like, "Well, shit!" Pulls out a a, a um, uh, like a two sided uh, two hemispheres of a ball that have like a little ring through it, and kind of clicks it twice and hucks it un, uh, in its general direction. I'm gonna need a dexterity save as I've casted fairy fire on it. And since you're restrained, that is at disadvantage. It sure is. Yeah, I'm going to say that fails with a five. <laughs> so um, I'm holding concentration on that, and attacks have an advantage on them. Okay. Double advantage. Um, I like it. <laughs> and I'm going to back up a little bit. All right. Putting yeah. some uh, space between me and the nearest person. Being careful not to step on any pressure plates. <laughs> Being careful not to step on pressure plates. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. Let's see. And that will be his turn. Okay, the stone drake's turn is up. Okay, it's going to try to make a strength saving throw to free itself from the entanglement. Uh, so it's a plus six. That is a 22. At disadvantage? Not at disadvantage. I don't it's think. not strength. No. Oh, damn it. Say not I, still got, I still got the fairy fire onto it, so. Yeah. No, so, okay, so it is now free, and it's going to take a couple of steps forward and just get ready, it looks like, to make an attack at Quill. But I've used its action, so. Quill and um, fairy fire? Is everybody, anybody in fairy fire? Um. I'd like to think I threw it in because it's a twenty-foot cube. So I'd like to you think threw I threw it, it so that directly it got... over Dars. <laughs> sure. <Wait>. Simplicity. <laughs> so, no. If I need to make a save for the fairy fire, <laughs> I mean, you want to. Oh, okay, cool. Clution, you are up at disadvantage, which means if you attack, it's just a straight roll. Like a... Gotcha, Groovy. I was planning to not attack, but I was planning to fairy fire, so now I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. You hit I know exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to do fairy fire. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Um, I was like, let me reassess. Multiple support problems. Okay. Uh, in that case, oh boy. I'm going to place a hunter's mark on him, I guess. We're just going to go back to the old standards here. And then we're going to try to shoot him twice and see if we can hit him. 
And I'm getting a sharpshooter the first one just to just to get wild with it, just to see what just happens. To get here. wild with it, might as well. It's it's not gonna hit. It's a nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna hit. Nope. <laughs> Alright, we're not sharpshooting the second one then. Overconfidence. That's a twenty-eight. <laughs> twenty-eight hits. Yeah, twenty-eight will do it. Okay. I have no idea what kind of bugs would bother dragons. I'm gonna assume small ones that might get into their scales. So you're just gonna see like this giant, gigantic, nasty swarm of mites and gnats appear on the end of the arrow as it starts like flying towards him. And and he is going to take not that much damage. Um, sixteen damage. Okay. Good hit. Good hit. You see the first arrow that Clusion fires just bounce off the side of it. The second arrow actually seems to find some purchase sliding in between a couple of the plates. And you see mites just kind of flowing into it. Alright. Or Farney. Alright. Um, I'm standing back there with STL and I say, alright, it's time for the show. And me and my Echo both run straight forward and I'm going to go ahead and roll four attacks on this guy, all right? Sure. Cool. Anything? Yeah. Still in very fire. Very fire. All of them are at advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four okay, attacks? So, oh, my God. Uh, and bo both of the, both of the, all of the weapons are a have the same modifier, so I'm just going to go ahead and click it. Um, a first attack, 26, going for the nat 20. 26 again. First one hits. Second attack. 22. And then uh, natural 20 for a 30. And that would be nice. with the, the, the flame scion sword. Alright. Um, and then we've got whew. A 17 for the first one, but again an advantage. Natural 19 for a 29. It's, and then yep. for the fourth attack, we've got a 16. And then a 24. Hits. All right, great. So mm -hmm. uh, all all four hit. <clears throat> so what you're going to do is... Um, Oral Farney says, take a look at this, to STL. And he runs up. And kind of swooping back and forth with his echo, he run. They run up, and they split apart, and then come back together on the left and the right. And the echo with the long great sword does a huge stab in the neck of the creature, and then the flame tongue comes up on the right side, and then the great sword again over the front, and then uh, Orofarne pulls out the kukri and comes in the thing's chin. So, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did what in the oh, thing's yeah. chin? Uh, <laughs> all right. So, the Acheron blade, we've got... First attack is 10. The second attack is 17, so 27 from both attacks with the Echo. The Kukri does 8... Slashing damage, and that's non-magical, by the way. Yep. Non-magical damage. And then we are gonna rock 
Um, we've got 11 plus 4d6 for the crit. For 16 fire I will say, I will say in future, in future, yeah. when you have multiple attacks, make sure you state uh, if it's versatile, how you're holding it, and okay. if it's multiple weapons, which ones are which. Okay, cool. I just, uh, the the Echo had the great sword, and then I was wielding yeah, yeah, the yeah. one-handed longsword yeah. and then the Kukri. <clears throat> Alright, cool. No, I know and, that. And I'm that... just saying, make sure you say which ones are which as well. I've, I yeah, feel, like which yeah. dice rolls. Okay. You don't right. decide which one gets the twenty. Yes. I told I told you when I, I told you when I rolled it that the that was the the flame scion sword. That's fine. Cool, cool. Um, we are looking at twenty thirty one. The crit sword. What is it? Thirty one from the crit sword. Thirty-one. Is that with? Is that with the fire or without the fire? It's with the fire. The fire was sixteen. Okay. Out of the thirty-one. Okay, got it. Okay. Heavy damage. Like to see it. Uh, and so we're both standing on both sides of its face. And I'm just sure. just bashing the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Into it. Into it. All right, Quill. Top of the round. Oh, 100% still still standing. standing. It seems like it's in pretty good condition. Okay, cool. So, thing that Quill is going to do this time is, and by the way, I like the flavor that, Mm -hmm. like the different flavor we both have on the flame tongue, uh, the sword. I think that's pretty cool. Because I, I feel like Quills is more of like an anime. I'm just going to slash it and the flames are going to go through it. And then yours is like dancing. That's pretty cool. Um, so this time he's he's going to uh, not do the not do the uppercut. But if you've ever seen in uh, you know, a particular fighting game that you can find on a Nintendo system, uh, one of the uh, one of the characters, I believe his name is Marth. Can slash with his sword and everything. Quill's gonna jump up, flap his wings for a second, you know, so he's like up in the air and then just slash, slash, yeah, really quickly with the swords or with the sword, I mean. And then, um, this time he's gonna try to do like a roundhouse kick and see if maybe that it can bring enough power in to breach that armor that this thing seems to have, this, this natural armor. Okay, that misses. The first is a 19. Misses. Second is a 14. 19 missed? Yep. And the... Yeah. Uh, And then the third... That hits. ...is a 24 for the kick. The the roundhouse kick. The creature is still very fire. Not bad. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Um, At the the moment, he's still very fire. Those all should have been an advantage. Okay, sweet. Okay, so we'll see what the advantage is on the second Sword of Vengeance attack then. The 24 hits, but you never know. Maybe I'll get a nat 20. 
And I didn't, but the 24 still hits, so I'll try to do the uh, the roundhouse kick, and that'll count for this one. Just to uh, compensate for the advantage. And it's... That's a 24. All right, cool. So it looks like it hits... Um, the Sword of Vengeance hit once, and uh, so that's going to end up dealing... The slashing damage on the sword itself is going to be a whopping 14. And then the fire damage coming from the sword, that's going to end up being a okay. total of six fire damage from that. The roundhouse kick is 10 bludgeoning damage when he comes around and whacks it right with the... Hell yeah. Uh, you see the creature kind of, as it takes that kick, it kind of almost looks stunned for a moment and like lurches back. Would you like to do anything else? Yes, when he uh, lands on the ground after that magnificent kick, he's going to uh, have his head down for a moment and then look up and kind of put his okay. hand up and he's going to... A dragon. Like, the dragon looks at you. <laughs> trying to get aggro. With a very sharp, penetrating gaze. Yes. Make, make a constitution save. Stay saving, away bro. from my allies. Hit me. <laughs> oh no! Damn it! That one sent me for a loop. Is it giving? Is it giving you fuck eyes? Twenty. What'd you say? Twenty. That was pretty okay. good. Okay. I'd say uh, twenty. Right. Save total. <laughs> oh, if I failed no, that, I'd be really scared right now. I'd be no, like, "Yeah, fine. let's get out of here." He just like looks at you very intensely, and for a moment, you just feel this like almost fear creep into you and then you just shake it off you're like no i'm good <laughs> i fear right. not any dragons all right, you're up. hit me all right um so keeping my concentration of entangled uh i would like to use sacred flame uh it's a deck save of 17 goes about 60 feet Okay, that's a fail. Yes. Okay, so I have to roll. Uh, hello. It's a it's a cantrip. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my bad. I was like, <laughs> I got the D eight. It says two, so I'm gonna roll it, and that's a five, and then a a two. Okay, so seven radiant seven. damage. Seven radiant damage, yes. Okay. And then I will not do anything I will else. Say, I will say that you don't necessarily need to keep your concentration because he has broken free of your entanglement. Oh, okay, then I'll drop my concentration. <laughs> I mean, you can leave it if you want, but it's uh, he it's, has broken out of it. It's okay. We'll figure out another round of something eventually. So, might might not okay. be another round of something. <laughs> there will be another round of something, Jen. Hi, just keep raging. Hit the wall if you have to. Who can um, say? Does that end your turn? Is there anything else yeah. you'd like to do? Yeah, I'll go ahead and and yeah, that. 
No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I did. I did a spell. <laughs> I can't just do a spell right after that. So that's. that's... Well, it was a cantrip. Oh yeah. It, it has to the bonus action casting caveat. I think. Okay. Okay. I have. Or is it sticker flame bonus? I'm pretty Don't sure. Remember. Could be wrong. Sacred well, flames. Oh, one one action. It's just an action. Never mind. Oh, so it is just an action. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, that's fine. We'll just leave it at that. I have my next move plan. Okay. Um, um, the dragon, or the drake, I keep calling it a dragon. The stone drake uh, has been like looking at Quill and it just feels this radiant damage being uh, burned into it. And like it turns to look down at you, Orifarne. Make a con save. Me or ghost me? You, you. The okay. one that's not wispy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 22. 22, okay. You're all right. He's going to petrify us, one of us before it's done. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, that takes us to Jinhai. <clears throat> As he's kind of sitting before this beast, he's actually completely silent in... That, like tightens his grip uh, around his club and enraged that he missed the second attack he's gonna try the swing uh, at the creature's leg not like specific j just for flavor advantage but it, it's easier to roll stuff on my phone because it doesn't take f absolutely forever natural 20 all right, we'll take it. Uh, so, I'm just gonna use the double dice, double dice thing on D and D Beyond. So instead of two D six, it'll be four D six. Ooh, yeah! Wow. Uh, uh, Twenty five damage on the first hit. Just from one attack. Uh. And then um, after he swings down and uh, hits uh, the drake's leg, and here's a very satisfying crunch as it gains purchase. Um, and then he kind of just like takes it behind his back again and using his full weight, um, brings it back over across his shoulder and tries to slam where have wings. That's where he would hit like the main back body yeah on its back uh between the shoulders kind of place yeah yeah oh wait uh hold on for that damage i have i completely forgot i have brutal criticals now do i, I think i do should have brutal criticals should have brutal brutal criticals Brutal critical. Yeah, you can roll fast. one additional weapon die when determining the extra damage for a critical hit with a melee attack. So that'll just be an extra 2d6 damage. He takes an additional 10 bludgeoning damage from the brutal critical. Okay. And then... Yeah, and as he brought that down, you did hear this like sickening crunch and shifting of the stone on his back. Uh, and then, 
Uh, I have to roll for advantage. This one was a 21. This one is a 19. So, uh, did the 21 hit? Yes. Okay. Uh, just another 2d6. I steal uh, your on deck. Uh, and then an additional 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, as again, he finds purchase in shoulder blades area. Um, and uh, at this point, Quill, since you're kind of like right next to him, you kind of hear him starting to like, huh, 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 like start like, um, or really like, okay, pretty kind of, yeah, but it's also, uh, you don't know, there's something rhythmic to it as well. Uh, kind of, yeah, it, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, like a, a chant. A battle drone drove or drone <laughs> he's just got his hands in different mudras and he's like actually it's a mantra <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he's also marked again so those uh, okay. purple uh, flames are still persistent um, yeah that's my turn alright his last legendary action for this round he is going to make a claw attack at Quill. At that is a at disadvantage. Why? Because of my um, ancestral guardian ability. Read it off to you. Raging yeah, explain first... it for the listeners. Uh, ancestral protectors. While raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn has disadvantage on any attack that isn't against you. And when the target hits a creature other than you, the creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. Okay. Nice. All right. So you have resistance. Uh, it dropped it down to a 21 to hit. <laughs> oh my God. Is this like 11. the number it's of the night? <laughs> oh, Quill. I don't know if that's going to So you have resistance to this, so you'll take half. Only our, it's only our dodging or something. Oh, that's cool. That's good. Might hurt. You take seven points scratch. of slashing damage. Uh, was that already halved? Yeah. Yep. Okay, it's fourteen originally. Okay. STL, you're up. Uh, so I forgot to mention it. The fairy fire is actually a blue gold glow. Um, for those that are visual people. Um, Wait, did we did we skip the Drake's turn? Did he get a turn? Drake's no, after me. His turn is after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, okay. It's after me. Cool. Um. Give me one second. I'm gonna plug in my charger. Fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna try mind mind sliver it again. Okay. Intelligence um, uh, seventeen. Let me pull that back up. That will fail this time. Fail. Uh, only six points of psychic damage. Actually, um, I'm going to reroll the one. Uh, that changed it to nine points of psychic damage. Okay. Nine points of psychic damage. Not bad. Um, and you have a negative d4 on the next saving throw that I make it do, I believe. Let me just double check that. No, it just... Next saving throw it makes, period. So the next saving throw it has a negative d4. Okay. Good to know. I'll set one aside. 
Um, so that's action. Don't have much of, for a way of bonus actions. Um, yeah, I'll stay put, and I'll be a turn. Okay. Stone Drake's turn. Uh, he is going to look over at Jinhai, and you can see this rage starting to build up within the Stone Drake. Uh, and he is, yeah, he's going to go ahead and just rush forward, covering 10 feet, uh, which gives Quill an opportunity to attack. Um, technically, Orifarne, he will still be within range of you on the back half because you were at the front. Um, but Quill will get the opportunity. Twenty-eight hits for that one is a <laughs> twenty-eight to hit. <laughs> an eighteen. It's um, so that was with the sword as he tries to get away. It re, uh, the the astral arm that I have out, as well as the the actual mortal flesh on my body, you know, holds this arm or holds this sword with both hands, and then uh, as the creature starts to uh tactfully retreat maybe for lack of a better term uh he makes his reach and tries to slash at this thing for the slashing damage will be 14 and then the fire damage okay you hear him kind of like roar (laughs) out as you as you attack him with the sword he just kind oh. of like briefly turns his head to look back at you before looking back at Jinhai. That was with advantage <clears throat> because of the fairy fire, right? Well, I didn't roll a nat 20 on the advantage <laughs> part of it, so it doesn't matter. All right, Jinhai, he is he... going to make a slam attack against you. Please. Uh, that is a. Math, math, math. 29 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> like 18 plus 11. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So he brings one of his uh, his humongous stone kind of like legs up. He brings it down on top of you for 18 points of bludgeoning damage as the foot slams down into you and then he and then is going to you take half yeah 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 and then he's going to attempt to make a bite attack on you that'll be a 23 to hit that'll hit okay and that will be rolled low that time uh, 11 points of piercing damage plus Another seven points of bludgeoning damage as rocks begin to cascade down on top of you. You're receiving each blow. He, like, stands a little bit taller until uh, he realizes he's, like, fully bipedal now. Like, moving back and forth, almost like in a groove of its own. In a groove of its own. Of his own. His last attack on you. (laughs) Oh, man. Is a natural 20. Uh, okay. Shadow Martyr. Sorry. Um, 
this attack. He's already getting half anyway, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, I also right, have cool. something else that I, I'll use okay. as well. Fuck him up. Well, Fuck him up, Coleman. Right. Fuck him up. Do it. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, all, all that does is uh, yeah. my echo gets in the way, and this attack hits my echo instead of Jinhai. Ooh. And then proceeds oh. to go right through him because he's made of smoke. <laughs> no, it, it hits. It hits. I promise. <laughs> It hits, it hits, I swear. Well, the farm just like reappears just bloody. Like <laughs> uh, But yeah. He sees them getting ready to wind up this last this big attack here and he sends the echo and it just flies right into the mouth and hits Echo and dissipates it instead of hitting Jinhai. Okay. So now your echo is gone. Correct. Okay. Does your okay. echo have hit points, or does it? If it takes that hit, it's gone. It has one hit point. Wow. Coleman, how many feet are you out from the Drake? I'm at its boot booty. Okay. Okay. Still within five okay, feet. Okay. Sure. So yeah, no, the uh, the stone begins to slam down toward Jinhai, and suddenly the echo just appears, and just with this force. You see the, the hand almost just get rocketed back as the echo dissipates into smoke. Into icy blue, right? Yeah, like a gray blue. Okay. Uh, also, Jackson, uh, go ahead and add yourself back two hit points because I failed to roll the uh, d4 from Chase. Okay. So a saving throw doesn't work on attacks. Oh, I thought you said it was from damage. Nope, save them. Never mind, take that I back. I didn't change anything, you're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's on the next saving throw by the end of my next turn. Okay, got ya. Alright, well that'll end Stone Dragon's, uh, Stone Drake's turn. Uh, it is now Clucian's. Fantastic. And I get an advantage this time. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Sweet. We're just gonna knock up two arrows and shoot them at this guy. I'm gonna... I'm going to try to sharpshooter both of them. Because I got Damn advantage. Let's fuck it. Very nice. And with advantage, I get a roll three times for each one. <laughs> oh, you. Because right. I have elven accuracy. This is crazy. 2020. So that's a 29. And. A 30 to hit. Or no, that'd be minus 5, so a 24 and a 25. They both hit. <laughs> I have to roll a bunch of dice. All 10's great. Like it. Okay, so for damage... That is the first arrow's regular piercing damage is going to be 21. The second arrow's piercing damage is going to be 19. And then five cumulative for the hunter's mark and five for my swarm. Okay, massive. All right. Very, very good. You see the creature as you shoot your arrows into it, it begins to like lean back in pain and... For the first time, you all see it, like, weakening somewhat. All right. Orifarne, fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He's still looking over at Jinhai. He's got his hand pointed over there as he just focused his uh, his echo over there. He's going to weave a couple hand signs and place it again right at his feet to summon, with a bonus action, another echo. Um, and then I'm going to take my attack action, um, which is just going to be one. I'm going to do the first one with my Flame Scion Sword, and then the second one with the Acheron Blade from the Echo. Okay. And these are at advantage. Yes. Flame Scion with a natural 20 on the first roll. We're going to try That's for another natural damn 20. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this um, weapon is super powerful for Orofarne. <laughs> That's two natural 20s with the Flame Scion. We need to destroy the weapon immediately. <laughs> All right, and with with advantage with the Acheron blade, it is a twenty seven to hit. Um, For all we know, the the sword could be uh, getting stronger with each natural twenty. Boom. Um, you know. So with the with the Acheron blade, we're talking seventeen damage, okay. and with the flame tongue, and that's one handed. Um, we are looking at. total of 14 slashing and 17 fire okay so yeah we i I summon summon him right next to me and then we kind of do like the forearm fist bump thing because we're right next to each other (laughs) and then he comes he comes from the left and i stab in from the right and we're just like right at its uh its left back hip and we both just fucking slash right at its pelvis and its back leg. Synchronized dancer. You'd love to see it. Okay. Well, that'll take us top of the round to Quill. You are currently like 10 feet from it at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, let's see. So here's what Quill is gonna do this time: is uh, he's going to be more careful. Um, it, it's not inside it's still, the fairy fire cube anymore. Unfortunately, it's, it's still, still affected, affected by it until in some concentration way? drops because he failed his throw. Ten minutes, or until concentration. Oh, see. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Ooh. Um, well, basically what, uh, in a nutshell, what he's going to try to do is uh, approach it within the, the five feet required range and then just try to slash at it in the same way that he did last time, but this time he has a firm stance. He's got this uh, this monk stance to him where he's just slash, slash. But I'll use a um, key point to um, use the dodge action as a bonus action this turn. Um, and I, I believe that lasts until either, uh, it might be the beginning of my next turn or the end, but sure. I'll clarify for you when the, we cross that bridge. So the first attack, whew, first attack misses, or maybe not, because it vanished. Let's see, that was a 16. Though. Nope. Nope, I don't think a 17 hits it either. Right. Um, believe it or not, both all both of those swings straight up miss. Wow. Yeah. 
but at least he's he's being extremely careful and it's almost like his movement is rigid and uh it's powerful but rigid so maybe that uh cost him some accuracy this turn all right dara so i wanted to use on this one <laughs> i wanted to use flame blade <laughs> but I want to make sure I've, I move close enough. So I need to know how much distance am I between? Has it has it moved a little bit? Between close it and me? you right now is about fifteen feet since it moved. Oh, it's close. Okay. Yeah. So, all yeah. right, that works. Okay, I'll go ahead and cast that at fourth level. That way, the damage increases by one d six every two slots above two. Okay, so it'll be an extra 2d6 um, of damage. I have to concentrate it um, on the sword uh, up to 10 minutes, so good good bit of time. It gives me one bonus action as well. Uh, so uh, the fiery blade begins to form in Dara's hand. It's uh, a similar shape and size to a scimitar. And uh, if I let go of it, it will disappear by the way, but I can make it reappear on the bonus section. That was the bonus section part. So I'll go ahead and roll for damage. Give me just one second. Roll for an attack. Or an attack, sorry. I'm going to use advantage. Beyond. Uh, mm, mm. You do have advantage on it. It's Oh, good. Okay, I was about to say I got a 20, but I don't think that's going to hit. Oh, and that's a 15. 20 does hit. That is the AC. <gasps> okay, so uh, let me do some math. So it's 1d6 every two slots. I did it at fourth. So one, two, it's 3d6. Am I rolling? Maybe, I, I don't know. It's 1d6 every two slots above second. So I'm doing it at fourth. What is you're it gonna, base damage? Four, you're going to be using 4d6. Is 3d6 fire damage. If the base is 3d6, then with two slots above second level, it would be 5d6. Okay. Four? I don't, no, 1d6 per two, two levels. One per two levels. I see. One per two. Okay. One per two so it would levels. be four. Yeah. That's why I was yeah. like, okay, so which Otherwise, one? Otherwise, that'd be broken. In real right, life, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> is it this one? Is it the triangle one? It's, no, the, it's, it's the square. It's the Monopoly. Uh, it's the square one. Okay, so let's roll this. How many? Four? Yeah. Times. And then let me do math. Where'd it go? Okay, five. Five. Four. One. So 15. Sweet. So 15 fire damage. Also, uh, for cosmetic, it does give out bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for another additional 10. So we're sure. bright in the area. Very bright area in general, made even brighter. We love to see it. Yes. Uh, okay. And then I will end my turn because that's my concentration. All right. It's going to go ahead and use one of its legendary actions to make another uh, slam attack on Jinhai. That is a 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. 
I got a nine on that one. That was nice. All right, let's see. Because I like you, man. Well, I mean, he feels drawn to attack him. Uh, I'll just point this out. Oh, yeah. You have to roll a two to miss me. <laughs> okay, so that will be 17 points of bludgeoning damage halved due to your rage. So, to eight. So, eight. Yeah. Uh, I am also going to do another special thing because why not? Um, I'm going to uh, use my. I have to find it. Uh, I'm going to use my spirit shield to try to soak up some of that damage. Um, well, what is this uh, Drake attacking me with? One of its giant appendages. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. Thing. <laughs> Why? Um, Why? Just you said it. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's an arm. An arm is an appendage. Shut up. <laughs> Bill's laugh that got it's me. It's fucking Bill. That's what got me. Too. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like the pause and then the appendage. Uh, an appendage. There are no pause at the end of this appendage. Stop. It's like a hand, kind of like a mole. Stop! Stop digging! Stop! stop. That's what it uses so, to dig. It's hands. So as this uh, Drake. Attacks me with one of its appendages. Um, <laughs> it reaches out before me. You see Jinhai kind of like both of his hands together. And uh, if you want to clap <laughs> as we take you, this monkey rap. Okay. That's what you're doing right now. And I love it. Uh, um, <laughs> he claps his hand together and. <laughs> the purple malevolence that has been, like, basically licking off of his body um, kind of pulls forward and creates this spectral floating hand that as this uh, Drake's appendage comes to strike at Jinhai, kind of bats it out of the way, um, causing which I roll to see how much damage it would reduce, and it reduced nine. So therefore, I don't take any damage. Take no damage. Nice. I did Very use nice. my reaction, though, so just FYI. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The, the large the large kind of uh, clawed hand balls into a fist and goes to strike down upon you, and one of these kind of malevolent purple hands kind of grabs it out of the air and pushes it down, reverting all damage. Fantastic. Guys, I think that this is where we're going to have to call it for tonight. It's getting late. And uh, it's a decent enough place. Uh, we're about halfway through initiative order. I'll put a little marker so I know for next time. And did I get the initiative right? It goes Quill, me, Stone Drake, Jinhai, STL, no. Clushin, then Orphanic. Oh, I it's it Quill, you, Jinhai, STL, Stone Drake, Clushin, Orphanic. Oh, oh. Wait. One, two, three. Then who is four? SDL. Me. Okay. And then Stone Drake. And okay. then Clushin and Orifarne. But he gets legendary actions uh, so after other people's turns. And he's already used two. Yes.
Out of how many? You don't know. You don't know. Could I roll and figure it out? Could I guess? I'll tell you the truth is there are three. <laughs> he can use up to three. Some of them cost more. So it's okay. like the first round, he used one that cost two, and then he just didn't use another one because I thematically played it like he was entangled, like whatever. Um, I like his that. attention was diverted. Yeah. That's cool. I imagine we kind of end things where the con uh, if this were like a movie or something or an episode that ended, we're all paused in our stances, ready to attack, and it's like coming at us in slow motion. The perfect ending for this right now is that he's like making a slam attack with his balled up clawed fist onto Jinhai, and then his purple floating spectral hand grabs the hand, and everybody's <laughs> just watching as it fades to black. <laughs>